It's time to put on makeup. It's time to light the lights. It's time to get things started on the Geekster Show tonight. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. It's uh, time for Ed and time for Sean. Uh, if you don't know us by now, or if it's your first time, we'll be gentle. It's Geeksters. Tell your friends. And welcome to 333 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Triple threes. Yes. 333. 33. Wow. We're halfway, we're halfway to the monumental 666 episode. That- <laughs> where I can't wait because we're going to have a rocking good show. We're talking live musical guests, Satan. Everybody's going to show up that day. <laughs> the things you want in an episode. You got fire trucks and strippers and drugs and Satan. <laughs> now... We're halfway there, so it's only kind of like Beelzebub. <laughs> That's it. Not, not, really. not the demon. It's not, not even Beelzebub. Not, 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 we couldn't get him. No. My friend Beals. <laughs> Beals. Hello. Hi. It's me, your friend Beelzebub. I'm the nice Satan. Because, you know, halfway there. <laughs> Why does he sound similar to Mickey Mouse? Shh, don't tell him. He only has like five impressions. <laughs> Our problem, we all hear them tonight. And they're all not good. They're kind of like somebody. You get to just. It's the A for effort. <laughs> so, Ed, how was your week? Uh, pretty good. How was yours? Um, <sighs> Long. Long. It's a long week. Long. It was a long week. Let's see. Because we didn't see each other Thursday. So, no, we did yeah. not because I had work duties. Work, 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 work. Oof. Hello, boys. Telling you. Working for the man sucks. Yeah. I, sometimes I want to rob a bank and just go away to a nice island in Bahamas. Just relax. <laughs> Have some some foreign people just rub, um, what do you call it, suntan lotion on me while Stacy and I sit my ties on the beach. You know, you like, <laughs> get me another comfy drink with an umbrella, please. <laughs> I stole this money like a good American. <laughs> um. It was kind of long. Like, we started off, um, my friend Mark and Jess, there and their son Holden, they were on a vacation this week. Okay. So they asked Stacy. They asked Stacy now, then they don't, then, then me. I just, they used, I, to, they they used, used to, to ask me. Right. They needed a house, uh, house sitter to watch their dog, Ella. Now, over the course of the years, we've talked about me watching Ella and their other dog, Otis, before he passed. And, uh, you know, so, like, usually it's like, hey, Sean, we're going away. Do you want to watch Ella? And I'm like, sure, no problem. I'll do it, you know. Um, But this time they asked Stacy because I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not. I guess I'm chopped liver now, you know. They wanted her. And I'm like, well, I can just stay home then. They don't. You don't need me. Clearly. She's like, well, I can't do it without you because I don't want to be without you for a week. I'm like. Sure, I don't get the vacation. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Like I can just stay home and just you know you you do take care of the dog and I'll just stay home and and sleep late and play video games. Yeah. Um. 
So we, um, so last Sunday was our first day, and uh, we packed up everything. I did pack my PS4. Okay. Even though Mark has a PS4, my thing was the games that I'm playing now are digitally. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I can't just re-download them from you know from Mark. That's just rude. I'll just unplug his and plug mine in. Yeah. Lickety split, no problem, right? right. I'll use his controllers because they're PS4 controllers. Not that big of a deal. Um, so we went over, um, dog was great. Time was fine. It was just, it was one of those things where I like spending time there. Um, like I like, actually I do enjoy spending like my time with Stacey because we're a couple, you know, but what's nice about it is we normally sleep in a small bed together and Mark and Jess have a bigger bed. So we crash in their bed while they're, you know, we do, we do the sheets and all that stuff. You know, right. nothing gets nasty or anything like that. <laughs> no, no, no fun stuff. It's all like, okay, you're going to sleep. I read a lot, actually, is what I did. Um, but the bed's bigger, so I can spread out. Like, Stacy's a, a, a typical relationship things. Blanket stealer. Yeah. Um, cover hogger. Uh, and then, and uh, but when we have the bigger bed, she still does it. <laughs> doesn't matter the size. Doesn't matter the size. Because I've been through three different sizes with my wife, and it <laughs> doesn't matter. So, um, but uh, but she uh, she sometimes likes to cuddle. Yeah. And I'm not much of a cuddler, so so to me, I have a little bit more space, and I'm like. Oh, this is nice. And she's like, I hate this bed because I can't snuggle up next to you. I'm like, this bed's great. <laughs> like, this is awesome. I, I gotta get this for my house. I'm like, this is like a, I was like, baby, we need a bed we need a bed this size. She's like, when well, we get a room this size. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I'm like, goals. Goals. You know, so tonight I think tonight we're home. Yeah. So I think she's looking forward to, you know, going to sleep in our bed. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna be hanging off the edge. <laughs> back to normal all right back to normal and then i have to get up my work schedule's changed so now i have to be at work at eight o'clock in the morning i don't really do well in the mornings yeah i'm not a morning person so it's like okay well i have to get up super early tomorrow and she wants to go food shopping so that means she needs to get up super early tomorrow and go to work and then she takes my car and then she comes back later so i want to be stranded for for all day no yeah. it's not that big of a deal but it's kind of like Okay, you know, um, I just, I just, you know, I was like, I was trying to get her to come out tonight. I'm like, well, look, why don't you come? I'll go do the show. You go do the food shop, and you come back and pick me up later. She's like, well, I think it's kind of silly to do all that driving around because you're not going to be on the show by the time I'm food shopping. So I have to go home, drop off the food, come back, and then come back later. I'm like, I, well, the alternative is you getting up like six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm trying to alleviate all that, you know. But she, she's like, no, we'll be fine. I'm like. I was like, okay, you remember that tomorrow. Like, I, <laughs> I'm going to repeat that to you at some point tomorrow when you wake up and go, I would hate this. Yeah, you, you do that. You do that. Apparently, you don't know everything about relationships. Yeah, you do that. See every how that works out for Every you. once in a while, you need a I told you so moment. <laughs> Let um, me know how that works out for you. <laughs> Let me hear the backfire on that story next week. Um, so, like, all week, we, you know, we were staying there. Uh, we did a couple. I did um, bring my play- PlayStation, uh, but I also, this past weekend... I stumbled across, I was looking for, you mentioned on the show, Hedwig and the Angry Inch yes. came out in Criterion Collection. So I was like, ooh, I get paid this weekend. Let me go see if I can find it you know, at our local Best Buy. And of course, local Best Buy is like, a Criterion Collection movie in an art store? We're pop culture, not high culture. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you think that we're going to be set stuff up in our, in our stores? You can get it online for like 30 bucks and then, you know, plus shipping and handling. And it'll get to you when it gets to you, but off the rack 
who who do you think we are? Walmart? (laughs) (laughs) So... I'm like, that was a sad day when she's like, Walmart's better than you. Like, how dare you? So I looked, and then I, as soon as I typed in Hedwig, um, it said like Barnes and Noble. I was like, well, let me see what's at Barnes and Noble because they're they're really pricey with their yeah. stuff, you know? Because they're like, well, if you come to Barnes and Noble, you must be snooty and have extra money to spend. So we'll just here, here's a movie we'll, we'll overprice charge you for, and no Vaseline. Snooty's not the word; it's uh, gullible. Gullible is. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh how so you're 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 smart because you're you're a book reader <laughs> i guess i guess you have a job so we're gonna give you like an extra price here we're gonna jack up the price but then charge you if, if you want a, a membership yeah to get that 10 percent off 10 percent yeah. off or if you're lucky you know an extra 20 percent off but it's still higher than you would have paid for if you did walk into a target or a walmart or a best, best buy, buy right? so when I saw that, you know, they were having their Criterion Collection sale for like 50% off of all Criterion Collection stuff. And I was like, oh, that and it brought their headwig down to 20 bucks. I'm like, I think 20 bucks is perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's the average price of a movie. Criterion Collection, for those people who know, it's it's kind of like the um, Criterion Company, I guess. I guess it's a company. Picks movies that are um, pop culture or have, a, not a historical, but they change. There's a... a a message in those movies right. that help with, um, or it's like a staple. Like I know that uh, the Graduates, a Criterion Collection, uh, the game, which I thought was surprising, with Michael Douglas and Sean Penn. That's mm. a Criterion Collection game, but a uh, game movie, um, b- b- movies like Brazil. Like okay, I get that one. Like Money yeah. Python stuff. So you know, so, um, Chasing Amy is a Criterion Collection uh, movie. Right. But so so they tend to be a little bit more. What they do is, and they grab like everything they possibly can about that movie, any archive footage, any trailers, anything they can come up with, like then that they'll throw in. Like this one had um, a, a a brand new documentary with the stars sitting around talking about the birth of the movie, like how like how it was an off 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 Broadway play, you know how it became a movie. Like it was it was that part and right. There's always it comes with a nice little booklet that kind of gives like a hey someone did a thesis on Hedwig and you know or something. There's always like hey here's an audio commentary that's never before seen and if you like behind the scenes stuff, Criterion Collection gives you just about anything you ever want in mm-hmm. in in a in bonus features and stuff like that. So it kind of was like oh I'm gonna go and and I bought it and I watched it uh, that night when I got home. Stacy kind of sort of watched it. Only reason why she kind of sort of watched it was that we had to make the house um, party city because it was Holden's birthday today. Okay. S- today being Sunday, um, so they wanted him to come home to a house that was already decorated, pre-decorated. Oh, all right. so it was like that's why they that's why they yeah, Stacy. Yeah, yeah, that's why they want Stacy because they're like Sean wouldn't do that shit. <laughs> Sean would get a bunch of balloons, scotch tape it to the wall, or actually just sit oh, there. Oh, Sean would have like bad cloud makeup with a cigarette hanging out. Happy birthday, kid! Happy birthday, kid! Yeah, you want yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it? Oh, it's a coin came out of your ear. Ah, <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. I just walk away in my big clown shoes. <laughs> from, 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 from. Uh, I can't believe I did this yeah. as a favor. <laughs> You're lucky, kid. You got parents that love you. <laughs> my parents couldn't get a clown. <laughs> that whole down scared of clowns for the rest of his life. Uh, <laughs> big gut just hanging out of me. Hey, smell my flower squirt. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 
that's the beer one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How'd you put the balloons up? I rubbed it against my belly and used a stack of electricity to put it against the wall. You're welcome. <laughs> Advertising. Oh, there's a present for you. It's for you. That's because you're a good kid. Hey, I pull my finger. I watch another trick. So, no, that's where Castace is more the artistic one. So, um,. So that's what we said she spent most of the night doing that while I was watching the movie. Still holds up. Yeah. I like it. I think it's like the modern day, um, modern day Rocky Horror, I would say, cl- close to it. Because I felt like um, it was actually made in 2001. I didn't realize it was that young. Yeah. When I saw it last, it must have been right, right when it first came out on DVD, I guess. Because that's yeah. how I saw it. And I was like, wow, this, this movie felt very, quote unquote, old, I yeah. guess you might say. But I think that's because of the time frame that it's supposed to be in. It's a very 70s, 80-ish feeling. Right. So I guess I kind of feel like, oh, all right, I guess it was of its time, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. But it still holds up. I like it. still makes me want to buy this. Not only does it make me want to rebuy the soundtrack, because I'm sure I lost it, but it also makes me want to see the Broadway play. Because watching the movie, I'm going, how did this come from a play to like, to a movie? back to a play like how do they do it how how, how are they doing it because i'm like I, i'm kind of curious you know like when you see something you know it comes from a play yeah and you have special like animation and like cheap special effects but you know the animation part i'm going well can, do they just have it playing on a screen like when you're on broadway and you have neil patrick harris or michael c hall doing hedwig and you got this big production What's it look like? I kind of well, that's that's the thing. Like, I can only compare it because I've seen Chicago, okay, play and movie, okay. So, as in, so I like the movie. So, so yeah. So, uh, my wife wanted to see Chicago, the play. It was coming to Philadelphia, uh, somewhere downtown. I forget where exactly. Probably the Man Music yeah, Center. Probably. Yeah, probably. Hey, look, reference pop up. Anyway, uh, so. When you saw it, it was like because it is a stage. It's just one stage. Like when right. you go to the movie, there's all these locations that they have. They have the doctor's office. They have right. a prison. They have, and basically, it's all lighting. It's what it comes down to, and it's a lot of songs okay. and a lot of uh, visuals that way. Like when when that guy was like, "I'm Mr. Plastic," and he's doing his song. Yeah, he's doing like a tilt, but he was he's doing it on his on his own, like way the way he was standing, and he could right. wave his hands and go back and forth like a clock. Uh-huh. And it was or a metrodome almost, if you can think of it that way, or a clock going back and forth tick 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 and it was just it was interesting to see and it was it's like more imagination than anything else like right. you really had to imagine everything okay. that was going on at that time and it fit in it really did as long as you were watching the dialogue and, right, and understanding into the moment right and that gotcha. really sucked in like you really weren't seeing just the standard like the stage was basically a set of bars right there were and they weren't really prison bars but they kind of made it look like a prison right. bars okay. and then there was a scene that was kind of like a, a desk area but that would be you know only lit up when it was needed off right. the scene that uh-huh. kind of thing. Okay. and it was and it was but it was like the coloring of the lights would change constantly so you would feel that it was a different t- like a place a different location okay. you know kind of thing and they would kind of tell you what it was in a way and in, in the way right. the dialogue worked out so that's why you do it the movies it was easier because you just you, you have the, sets. you just have sets and you cut you, print perfect right you know where you are you're right. in a doctor's office you're in a in a lawyer's office you're in, right. in a prison you know okay. so it made sense 
but uh, it, it you with the play you could do it that way. So it, it takes it changes the dialogue a bit. You know, right. the songs do, I think stay the same pretty much. Sure. And then like some of the dance routines are a lot a little different comparing to the two because you can you know it depends who you get as the starlets or stars right. of the movie to do dancing and singing. You right. know, if it's a musical. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's 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 definitely worth seeing because it's it's a it's a different experience to see it play because I've I've seen a lot of theater in my time, and it's one of those things that's a lot different than seeing in the movie. It's not worse or better. It's just right, different. It's different. I've, you know? I've I've had my fair share of theatrical plays too, um, and so I'm like, yeah, I know like, the environment's totally different. I kind of enjoy it because I like the liveness of it, the, mm-hmm. the 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 electricity in the air when you're watching something live being performed in front of you. So, especially when a mistake happens, I mean that's the yeah, it's, it's who you live <laughs> it's, for. It's like watching NASCAR. Oh God, the person fell off the stage. That's great. It never happens. <laughs> I was there. You know, I saw it. <laughs> and that, and that, you know, that's the, the way it is. It's, but it's great. I mean, if you if you can go see a live show, I mean, especially those performers, how much time and effort they have to put into those kind of things. Sure. And like like vaudeville is kind of a, a dead art, you know, in right. a way. And you know, so bringing you know bringing it back in a play or or, or musical or something like is always great to see. Sure. So. Um, I mean, outside of work, watching the dog, getting the movie, um, I thought I'd play, get some video game time in, but I didn't really have a lot of time. I didn't, I got more reading done. Yeah. I, um, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I started because my, me playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey made me rekindle my love for mythology. Mm. And so I was, I wanted to find something to actually kind of keep going with it in a way. And I, (laughs) it's going to sound silly. I picked up the first book of the Percy Jackson series. <laughs> like, I know it's supposed to be for, quote-unquote, young adults, but it's actually a pretty good book. I or am- pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> to me, the tomato. I mean, I thought the movies were, were had a slight... They, were, they weren't horrible. They were enjoyable. So I'm like, well, I'm always curious. Like, okay, they always say a book is better. So let me go back and read the book. Like, Twilight. Twilight, the books are better. You know, Are they? I don't know. I never read the book. <laughs> okay. Stacy says so. Um, I would say that the Harry Potter books are a little bit better than the movies, mm. but the movies are great. But the books are just a little bit better. Right. Um, so I was like, well, let me read. You know, let me at least read the first book because it was cheap. I'm like, all right. I was like, you know, not even five bucks. I'm like, oh, let me go read it. You know, and mm. it's actually quite enjoyable. It's not. It doesn't. It's during the the. I guess when it was written. I was I was aged out of the young adult reading, or to me when I was I don't. What did you read when you were like a teenager? See, that's the thing. I like. I read a lot of like you know like uh, uh, Mark Twain books. Oh, snooty. That's why you I'll, shop at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> uh, no, I was. I used to actually actually during the summers. I used to go. They used to have summer programs for kids, okay. teenagers, and stuff to go to, basically keep you out of trouble. <laughs> right. you know, kind of thing. It was like once or twice a week. I think we went and you picked a book and, and you read it. And I read some great stories then. I mean, that was my. You know, of course, I I picked I I picked smaller books because that's like you only had a week to read it. So, <laughs> right, right. like, so, yeah, you got to do yeah, I mean, small like, books. granted, you're a kid, you have nothing to do all summer. You could right. read a book in a week. It's like not sure. a problem. But for me, it was like, yeah, I don't have that much time. Like, <laughs> I got read because <laughs> like some of the some of the kids would pick would pick thicker books. I mean, they wouldn't be finished the book. They would right. actually take two weeks to read the book. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do this. Like, I want to read a lot of stories right. through the summer because I think it was like twelve weeks or something like that. Okay, and. Uh, 
I can't remember now. That's the thing. That's the thing. Now you can't remember the books you remember, read because they weren't that like great detailed books. Right. It was a nice story. It was always about like some kid lost dog. You know. Or, you know. <laughs> I read a lot of peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they were very selective. I got what, the new Garfield book. <laughs> Caddyshack on. <laughs> hey, book. look. Uh, what do you call it? Spaceballs. The Bl- book. Bloom County. All right. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was always. You know, like like one was like I remember. Remember, was like there was a lot of ones like about because actually the one inspired me to actually grow a garden was about this woman that couldn't grow a garden in these in this dirt and she would have to till the land and. Okay. So there was no water coming in. There was a, it was a dry. It was in Mexico, and it was a it was All a dry right. area. And I can't remember the character's name, but she was she was kept tilling the soil, tilling the soil. One day, the water company that shut the the water off in the area, their pipe broke, and the water went running down and into her land. So then she was able to grow this garden. Of course, she, she never saw it because it was so far away that she right. never knew. But the the ground absorbed the water, so now it was able to t- you know be able to do it. And it was like to her a miracle, like kind of right. thing of this happening. And then, <laughs> and that made you want to be a gardener. Well, it was it was the because it was very detailed on how like how gardening. To the, how to, here's a how to on how to grow a garden. Pretty much, it was like <laughs> it was like a how was a how to book, but a story about okay. it. Okay, and it's like you know, so I, I one summer I had we you know I was living with my parents and I was you know I have this, we have this plot of land that in the back of the house that nobody ever uses. It's right. not a you know it's a, a, a used to be a driveway, but now it was. It was, they took the paving over. It was that we came because okay. grass at the time, and so I just I turned into a garden. I just you know I I. How took, old were you? Uh, twelve. Wow. Yeah, you know, twelve, thirteen. I think. Okay. At that point, you know, and I was twelve or thirteen. I think I was reading Encyclopedia Brown books. Yeah. You know, it was like, hey, what's the murder mystery this week? Flip, 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 flip. But I'm, I'm one of those type of people. If you, if you give me something intriguing enough, I, uh-huh. I, I want to, you know, like I'll, I'll go full, you know, like doing this. Like, right. you know, we we had no idea how to do a podcast, and I right. sat down and figured it out. You know, sure. that's a, stuff like that, and like computers. I, you know, I sit all day and, and figure right. out what what to do in terms, you know, in terms of security and technology and all that stuff. So. If you if you give me something that gives gives me like a, a seed stimulate the mind, mind and I'm going you know what let me let me look into this like how far can I take and I've always been like that you yeah know, okay so. I, when I was uh, I, for me the young adult books didn't have I wasn't really into R L Stein like reading a horror book just didn't really do it for me so I was more like the fantasy person I was but I didn't read like. Most of my friends around time were like, well, "Would you read Lord of the Rings?" And I was like, and I would look at the size of that book and I'd be like, "Yeah, no thanks." I was more, but it's weird because I went while people were going Lord of the Rings, I was going Dragonlance series. Yeah, it was like, like my twenties were like Dragonlance because like, the guys would be passing around books, going, "Oh, we're reading this." I, I, I would sit in my like ninth and tenth grade class, not paying attention to the teacher, going flip, 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 reading. Yeah, um, I think I and I used to read. It's funny, I don't, I wouldn't read R.L. Stein, but I was able to read Stephen King. Yeah. So, like, to me, I remember, I remember vividly in high school, my math class because I got in trouble for it. I was reading Misery in class in my math class. My teacher's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like, I'm reading a book. <laughs> you know, like, I'm I'm reading. <laughs> She's like, "This math class." I'm like, "Well, I'll see if it's English." Like, you know, like, <laughs> fine. You know, I'm like, "But it's really good." I'm, I'm hooked. <laughs> I was like, "It's Stephen King. It's mis- It's Misery. It's awesome. You should read it." And she's like. Sean, what's the answer on the board? <laughs> I don't know. It's because you're not paying attention. You got your nose buried in a book. Isn't that a good thing? Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm reading. Like, I'm not just, you know, I didn't have cell phones back then, so I wasn't like, swipe, 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 swipe. I was more like, flip, 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 flip. <laughs> 
So those are the books that I read. So I missed like the whole. I don't know when Percy Jackson was really originally written. You're gonna look it up, of course. Of course. <laughs> Why don't you just ask your fancy computer thing? Yeah, you got you got a talking thing. Why don't you go ask? Computer. When was <laughs> Percy Jackson Sea of Monsters made? <laughs> Not even the first book. Okay, so yeah, I was I wasn't even I wouldn't have, I was I was an adult. That was, that was the movie. Actually, <laughs> okay. Hey, um, hey, computer. She doesn't recognize my voice, does she? Computer. When was Percy Jackson and Lightning Thief first published? Oh well. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're useless. <laughs> Google it; it's better. Tell you when it. Uh, so, I mean, I, I clearly, I still think I might have been an adult then. <laughs> you're gonna say like hey, it was 1995? Yeah, I was in my 20s. <laughs> It's looking. Actually, I saw something. I was which want to verify. It was published. Uh, the The books were published between 2005 and 2009. Yeah, I was. So, yeah. I was an adult. Adult. I was like, ooh, I had a job. <laughs> I didn't have time to read, especially a young adult book. I think, what's in here? Huh? You know. So I'm actually enjoying the books. That's, That's what I'm saying. Great. So if you've never read them and you like Greek mythology, it's kind of it's kind of a cute story. I'm actually quite enjoying it. I I probably will continue reading the series because I'm kind of kind of a little invested now at this point. I think I'm like a third of the way through. Right. Yeah, I'm like, all right, sure, he, you know, I'm, I'm in. Um, so that's what I did a lot. I did a lot of reading, Ned. A that's lot great. of reading, a lot of TV watching too. Because I've also been uh, trying to watch Lucifer on Netflix. Okay. Uh, I like that show. Yeah. Um, I liked it when it was on Fox, and I never really got a chance to actually watch the show. Now that I'm gonna watch it at my leisure. Um, I'm pick, watching it on Netflix and you know, kind of, I'm enjoying it. If you haven't watched it, go get it. Go watch it. Um, Stacy and I also did watch that Ted Bundy movie with Zac Efron. Um, mm-hmm. I forget the name. Viciously evil or wickedly something. Right. Blah blah blah. Long, long title. It was really good. Really, like it was a really good movie. It was it. Um, it's you know, based on a book uh, about Ted Bundy's wife wrote. Um, and it was it was fascinating, uh, and it wasn't about it wasn't you didn't see you never saw him commit the crimes, right? But you saw like the after not the aftermath. You never saw any bodies or anything like that. But you saw what life was like how from her perspective what 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 her life was going through at that yeah. time. It was fascinating. It was it was really good and clearly like I forget how to star study cast because you go okay you got Zach Efron playing Ted Bundy I don't really know who the girl was but then John Malkovich shows up Jim Parsons shows up and I'm like hey I know those faces yeah and they're like small parts but they're in- integral to the to the movie itself I'm like wow this was it was really really good I mean I, I Zach Efron I mean for a guy who was in high school musicals I, you know for a Disney kid for the most part I, I kind of actually enjoy I, I really enjoy his stuff I mean, I'm not going back watching, you know, like, hey, let me see High School Musical. or, yeah. But, I mean, the stuff that he's in as an adult, I've actually quite liked. I mean, Neighbors, um, Baywatch is stupid funny as it is, you know. And to see him go from, like, the wacky comedies to even The, the Greatest Showman, uh, he's in that, you know, singing and dancing away. And next thing you know, hey, he's a serial killer. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, and he does a really good job of it. And you go, wow, I could, wow, that was really good. Like. <laughs> like good job, Zach. Good, good for him. 
So what have you been doing this week? Uh, well, I'll start off with uh, TV. Uh, uh, they Discovery has a new show. I have a couple new shows. Well, actually, the one's a little bit old. It's called uh, Robot Wars. Okay. Um, so I'm not gonna really get into that one. I only saw one episode. Uh, it's good though. If you if you if you like these robot like watching Robot Wars. If you like robots fighting each other, RC cars basically beating the crap out of each other. Because right. I mean, some of the some of the robots were flying like three feet in the air wow. if they get hit and all. And it was it was phenomenal to watch. I mean, you you, you go you go. Oh, it's kind of stupid because I used to watch it on. I think it was on Sci Fi. Sci Fi, yeah. Had it for a while. Now it's on Discovery Channel. This one, I mean, the 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 commentators a little bit over the top, but I think it's like any sports show you watch or any it's like, like you know like, yeah, watching you the, like baseball. Oh my god! Did you see that? That came down and thunder struck it, struck it hard. Right. It's 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 kind of like watching WWE, right. but, but robot you know cars you know. But it was interesting. But after that, though, on 10, like 10 p.m. on Fridays, it's called Savage Bill. Ah, I, I saw be- the first episode. I DVR'd the... F- I've- I DVR'd, too. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I saw the first episode. I first saw the first two. Oh, what's he doing in the second one? He, he builds a bomb, basically. Something that they scrapped in World War II that was supposed to hit the bitches in Normandy. It was called a... a th- it began with J, Jarki. Okay. It was a. It's two big, huge wheels, and in the center will be explosives. And they put rockets on either end, so the the it would be like a self-propelling uh, missile. Not a missile, like a big, basically, like kind of like a boulder in a way. But oh, like two circles, okay. two wheels that are connected to each other, right. one axle, and that's these rockets are making it spin. And it wanted to hit the, the when it got to Normandy, hit those beaches, and it hits that wall, that great wall where right. the machine guns were sitting right. with and the with yeah, so it was go over barbed wire and all the the metal uh, uh, spike uh, things that they okay. had. So so it was, and it never worked because they could never figure out how to get the rockets to all fire simultaneously. Oh, sure. I, I probably figured it out. Uh, well, <laughs> don't don't spoil it for me because okay, it's, it's on my DVR. Okay, let's talk about the one episode I did see. The first one, so we the made first the Iron one, Man yes. suit. They made the Iron Man suit. Because uh, <laughs> I kept saying. This this isn't Savage built. This is Savage talks about whether people did is what, <laughs> what Savage does. Uh, if if you don't know who Adam Savage is, Adam Savage is part two a two part team of the people that made that made MythBusters for some right. years for fifteen years or fourteen years I think it was. And I guess after they ended, they tried to do like a competition, and I think that the ratings went nowhere with that, so they kind of canceled the show, and nobody really cared. Uh, because they wanted to try and make a new MythBusters with yeah, some I other don't know people. If that's so he was actually they were actually judges, I think, at one point. I basically like take over our jobs, you know. And uh, but, but people I have his Wikipedia up just in case. Yeah. Uh, so people loved his show. I mean, especially with Adam Savage. Adam Savage was the more hyper one of the group. Right. He did things. I mean, he built things. It's not saying he didn't do anything. So the first episode is to build the Iron Man suit for a Savage build and. Basically, he got all these people with 3D printers to make these titanium parts of all the parts. He got Marvel's business in, and everything was said he was donated. Like, like it didn't pay right. for a thing. That's what I thought it was funny because I mean, uh, you know, I guess so. Like, you see if you could do it. I guess. I mean, I mean, people would be like, sure, you know, like if I get a credit on the on the show, sure, you, know. you, you know, Adam Sandwich, uh, Adam Sandwich, <laughs> Adam <laughs> Sandwich, uh, has been around for so long. I mean, like I just call up his. If you don't know him from MythBusters and another show called Unchained Reaction. Um, he was also he's a, a special effects designer and fabricator. Uh, he he's he worked he, on the Star Wars movie. He's done his model work appears in Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, uh, The Matrix Reloaded. He's a pro- dominant member of the skeptic community. 
Um, he lives in San Francisco with his twin sons, and he's got savage builds. But he's also an, a big giant nerd too, yeah. because he he'll do um, he'll go to San Diego Comic Con in a costume right. and walk around in there. He he's also known for his his love of Blade Runner. He made uh, Decker's gun. It was like a lifelong project of his to to try to you know just from seeing the movie and trying to trying to figure out how they did stuff. Right. You know, I, I, I and he like already he's like so how you doing? Ha. Yeah, he's very very hyper, very very. He's like, he, he's like a kid. Yes, and he so he built the suit and uh, you know he he got the specs basically from Kevin Feige's company, yeah. one, of the, one of the production companies that made the suit for Iron Man. Disney's like yeah. Sure, because you have to get permission. Yeah, you're like, yeah, okay. Well, here's the specs. Go ahead. So, he, like I said, he, the, all these three D printers across the country made the the suit, made all the pieces for the suit out of titanium because they want to make sure it was bulletproof, right? You know, and it was the three three criteria he wanted to do. He wanted to make it fly. Uh-huh. He wanted to make it bulletproof and make it bombproof. Bombproof. Yeah. yeah. So you know, and basically, the long story short is he succeeded on all three. Yes. You know, he he. Definitely tried three different bullets. They ball the the suit survived right. basically all three because they basically shot in the same spot too. So it yeah. wasn't like like oh we'll shoot over here now right. you know shoot, you know different spots. They shot basically the same spot. And it was still holding up you yeah. know pretty well. So it would have made that. It was bomb proof. They if you've seen MythBusters, they have these what they call shock. Uh, uh, when an explosion happens, these round discs are made of like this thin metal. Right. If it pops it, it means you're dead. It would yeah. mean you're dead. So he, he first tested how far away you have to be before it, you know, it would be safe. So he basically took the closes, which was like three feet yeah. away from the explosion, and it, it survived that. You know, it was able, they put discs behind the body, you know, behind this <laughs> thing, and it exploded, and they survived, and the two on the, either side of it, you know, shattered. Right. So you knew it was, you know, legitimate. And then the third one is is that he was learning how to fly. This guy who made a suit, I can't think of the name of the company. Do you remember? It the was name? Gravity. Gravity it was yes. the name of the, was the name of the company. And the guy basically had this, um, for lack of a better term, like this jet propelled hand units that kind of made him, you know, like fly, not fly, but more like like a giant hover car. Yeah, for I mean, if hover, he hover, but I mean, you could, you could, you got pretty high. I mean, you could get sure, like I'm a place like three, because he also had a jetpack on the on the back too. Right, was there? so it was three of them. Yeah, because the hover, the the arms were more like like where to move, like yeah. left or right or back and forward or up and down, and the, the that kind of just kept him propelled up the the backpack. So he was basically trying to do it, and of course, like he was like thrilled and all, you know, yeah. kind of thing. But at the end, the guy who who created the gravity suit basically put the Iron Man suit yeah. on and flew around and hovered G- around. Jamie's like, I, I, he doesn't have the upper body strength to be able to do it, and he only had maybe like two days of training. Yeah. Not even two full days, and apparently you could see the wear and tear on his body because he didn't have the upper body strength or the time. Yeah. So he's like, you know what? I didn't, I just needed it to fly. I didn't need to be one flying it, so I'm going to have this guy do it. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, all right. It kind of... Good old Jamie, and and to me the show what's, what makes the show fun is his joy watching this stuff come together. Yeah, because I the whole whole episode I'm smiling, going I can't believe he's going to do this. I know I've I love MythBusters, one of my favorite shows. Yeah, every time it's on, I'm watching it. I don't care. Like it's it's I love the concept and I love the the what they do with it. So I'm always like. This is great. J- I, Jamie's putting his... Uh, it's going to work. <laughs> it's like, like Jamie's put all, all his resources into it. He'll find a way to make it work. <laughs> yeah. So this past week was episode three. I haven't seen that one yet at all. Oh, okay. I have a DVR. I'm going to watch it Monday. Because also, Monday, last this past Monday, uh, Legion season three started. Mm. And I've talked about this in the past. If you haven't seen... Final season. Final season. If you haven't seen 
the first two. I think they're on Hulu. Yeah. But there's other places you can find them. I think they're I think they're on FX. Probably a, yeah, probably a, FX has probably their own. It's on their app. Their app or on demand if you have Comcast or whatever. I mean, watch it. It's a mind-bending show. It really is. It's a okay. great mind-bending show. It really talks about the mind and how it works because it's it's Charles Xavier's son. Right. You know, the premise of the show is I'll give it to you briefly. Is the fact is is that he's born with a demon in his brain, All and right. every he everybody thinks he's crazy because when he has relations, when Charles Xavier has relations to with his mother. They kind of part and like I don't think that she knew he was a psychic or maybe she did and she didn't say anything. Okay, so he keeps hearing voices in his head. Everybody thought he was crazy, so he ended up going to um, uh, sane asylum. So basically, uh, during the season, that first season, that's where they show you. Basically, that's how it starts, kind of thing. And then the second season is basically they get the Shadow King out of his head, or actually, I think it was the end of season one they get the Shadow King out of his head. And season two is like the aftermath of what right. happens. And then the Shadow King says that he's not the bad guy. David, Charles Xavier's son, is the bad guy. So uh, now the team's kind of like, who's the bad guy? And then he, what, what David's trying to do is protect everybody, but he's putting up mental blocks and he's doing different things. And he's, uh-huh. you know, and he's also traveling to the future. His mind is traveling to the future and he's seeing his girlfriend from the future. And she's telling him that he's the enemy, like all of a sudden, like uh, so. Now season three is kind of like he needs a time travel because he wants to fix it. And the first first episode was mind blowingly good. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, they went so far. They played the credits of the opening credits at the end of the show. That's how great it was. Like a lot of times they'll do, you know, like like some shows they'll give you a little teaser at the yeah. beginning and then they'll play the credits and then the rest of the show. Yeah. And that's what that's what they were doing. And a lot of times it was like almost halfway through the show because right. there was so much they have to give you a build up and then the rest was so a I, huge. Payoff. Sometimes that happens, like uh, if you're watching it on regular TV, it's like right after. It's usually after the second commercial break. Right. It's always like, hey, like that happened like a couple times in Lucifer. It'd be like, and you're like, all right, you're in. You know, it'd be like ten minutes in. All of a sudden, you're like, wait, now the show just started, right? Like, <laughs> and that's and they basically played the, the beginning credits at the end of the show, and then they played the credit the, the finale because that's how much there was such a huge setup, and it was. The, the way they it's I, I can't explain it I really can't because there was a time traveler and she just basically does a thing with a door with her finger she makes a door <laughs> oh. so, and she goes through and she, now she's another time and like in another spot wow. you're like, and you're you're just like and you have to catch up and it's just like you catch up as the as it goes like you you but you but the way she does it's just so phenomenal and then like there's so many and she repeats this one scene over and over again f- okay. through one of the the, the, the show and you're like, wow. And she could speed up time or slow down time. And, and it's like she's, he's looking for a time traveler. And, right. and she's finding all these clues, basically, that they find, gets her to her at, and at the end, okay. towards the end. But it's it's really cool. I mean, that was just the first episode. I'm like, I can't wait for the rest of this because this is going to be awesome. Apparently, they're bringing in Professor Xavier this season. Yeah. Yeah, I heard they, they are. I don't know who the actor is yet. I don't want to know. I'm just yeah, you're waiting for that surprise? Yeah. He'll probably be bald. Just, yeah. Just, just let you know. Spoiler. <laughs> If it's a bald guy shows up in a wheelchair, it's probably him. Yeah. There's going to be some guy that's walking by with hair, and you're like, that's him? Oh, oh, oh. it can't be him. He's walking. He's got hair. <laughs> Surprise, motherfuckers, before the before everything else happened. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> just I lost my hair because of stress, you man. <laughs> you know how hard it is? Tough raising a kid who's a psycho? My hair all fell out. <laughs> <laughs> I have a school with all these people that have all these abilities? <sighs> I didn't want to be an administrator. I wanted to be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to teach at a class at a university somewhere. Somewhere quiet. What I really want to do is direct. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so what else have you been doing? 
Well, uh, this past Wednesday was my birthday. That's right. Happy so, birthday, Ed. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, I got your card. Yeah, I was going to open it here on the show if you don't mind. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm right here. Find out. What's the sound? I sealed it. <laughs> I don't normally seal envelopes. And Stacy, if you notice whose writing's on the front, Stacy's, because she's like, you're not going to sign, put Ed's name on it. I'm like, well, he knows who's it for. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> Okay, what's what's it? it, it Sarah, it's a jackass with big googly eyes. That's right. It's got a big, a bigly googly eyed jackass. It's got to put his reading glasses on. With a party hat. The party hat, yeah. Okay. Oh, it's your birthday. Do whatever makes your ass happy. Sean and Stacy, thank you guys. Thank you're you. welcome. All right, cool. I know you're going. Tell everybody what you got. I got a gift card for Disney. That's right. Yeah. Because I know you could be a big Disney. Trip coming up. That's right. Next year, early 2020, I'm going to see Star Wars Land. Yeah, Hopefully. so I figured, because Stacey's like, why are you getting him now? You usually get him like a Best Buy Cooper. I'm like, I know he's going to Disney, and he's going to want to get as much money as he can for that trip, because he's got things to buy. Yeah. He's got he's got a lightsaber to worry about. He's got a robot to worry about. Uh, he's got, at he, least one robot. And, right. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe two. I don't know. Right. So I'm like, he needs, I want to give him something that he can actually use. <laughs> I was like, I could go with, hey, sure, I can go to Best Buy gift card. Sure. And he'll buy movies that he'll sit on a shelf and watch well the, i mean funny you say that because yeah, it is the thing Segway. i've gotten i've gotten best buy gift cards okay for my birthday so actually today i actually picked up a few movies what you get ed as i'm reaching over trying to yeah hear yeah. that rustling is the best buy bag <laughs> oh and i just knocked off my headphones there you go all right all right now they'll there's, I know there's future by like one by one by. I want to get, I want to get Elite Battle Angel. I lo, that looks so cool and trial. It it's does in the look theater. Really good. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely pick that up when it first comes out. It's coming out later this month. So I'm like, I so save. So, so basically, I was looking for movies that were a little cheaper on the cheaper side. Right. You know, kind of thing. And Best Buy actually, a lot of movies were pretty cheap. So yeah. I was, you know, fine thing. So I got <laughs> Wizards. This is an old 1970s oh, cartoon movie. I remember that movie. And it was like seven bucks. I'm like, I remember. Reason why I remember I, it so well, it's um. My dad loved that movie, which is weird because I didn't think my dad would like animation. Yeah. But what I remember the most, it's R-rated. So there was cursing and stuff, and it was for me as a kid. When was it? When did it come out? Uh, I think dad had like a bootleg copy of it when we had a, v, a VHS. Well, uh, here's the thing. Uh-huh, okay, Out uh-huh. of all the movies that are in this store, yeah. right, this had a plastic case around it, like one of those security cases. Really? Yes. So that, and I was right like, away, I'm intrigued. So it was like eight bucks, so seven okay. ninety nine, and I'm like, for eight dollars, I'll pick it up. And I'm like, sure. Did you ever like, see it? You know, I, it looks familiar, but I haven't seen it. Like, <laughs> and I, I'm like, I'm like, the cover, I think, is very, very familiar. Yes, the, the, and then the the doors are kind of like the old uh, uh, Lord of the Rings, the I animated. Think, I think it's you animated know? by the same company. So, yeah. So you know, I'm trying to see if there's a date on here. I remember, not. I remember like walking by. I remember not being able to actually watch it with my dad. 1977. So Star Wars when Star Wars came okay. out. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember dad watching on VHS and walking by and hearing like uh, the word shit uh, coming out of it, and I'm like, what? Like, how is that even? Po- what? <laughs> like, see, so, yeah, all right. Um, Ralph, that's a Bashki production. I think that they are the same people who did the the, the, the the Hobbit movie. Yes. So I'm like, all right, an epic fantasy in a world of peace and magic, Ralph a uh, Ralph Bakshi film, Wizards. All right. I said there was a few copies, and they were all they were all encased in that plastic. And I'm like, what? What? Did, what like, is it because it's it's cheap? 
And because it was cheaper movies, right. there was like four dollar movies, there was five dollar movies, right. movies, this is like eight dollars. I'm like, I'm like, is it because it's rated R? Or like, uh, like, 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 kids are like going like, oh, I hope there's like naked, naked like, <laughs> cartoon boobs. Like, I don't know. Like, is, I, is there titties in there? <laughs> like, like, is this heavy metal? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, you know, for because I always did want to see it. Like, like I, right. I've always seen it. Like, and like they talk about it. Like I watch a lot of online uh, vloggers talking about movies and stuff. And Wizards always comes up, right? And I like they never they give them like what's like a fantasy world, blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, what? It sounds like something I would watch. You know, and I'm like, for eight bucks, why not? It was sure. on DVD, so there was no Blu-ray of this. It was right. only DVD only. So, so I was like, okay. So the next thing is, I wanted to complete my Rocky collection. <laughs> the only movie I didn't have yet is Creed, the original right. first Creed. So that's that's that I picked up. That was like five bucks. So I'm like, right, you know, for bad. five bucks, you know, not bad. Oh, you got you got you had Creed two, but you didn't get Creed one. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have them all. All right. Uh, and then I got a Disney movie. This was five dollars as well. It was James and the Giant Peach. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember so, seeing that in theaters. Yeah, it was a really good movie, and I've Tim actually Tim Burton, right? Yes, yeah, Tim yeah. Burton movie, and it's very good between live action and animation. And then last was, this was fifteen dollars by my most expensive one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Keanu Reeves picture. I don't think it ever made it to the theaters. I don't. I, I think it had one of those like, hey, simultaneous theaters DVD video on demand releases. Yeah, it was like a weekend or something yeah. like that. It's called Replicas, and he plays a doctor who crashes his car with his family, and they all. Uh-huh. He's the only survivor. Okay. And he has the DNA of his family. Uh, he's trying to recreate them. And he's trying to recreate oh, them well, through these see. robotic uh, uh, symbiotes or, you know, robotic. In this suspenseful sci-fi thriller, Keanu Reeves stars as William Foster, a neuroscientist on the verge of transferring human consciousness into a computer when his beloved wife, Alice Eve, huh, interesting, and children are tragically killed in a car crash. Desperate to resurrect his family, William recre- uh, recruits a fellow scientist, Thomas Middlemitch, uh, Middleditch, to help secretly clone their bodies and create replicas. When William learns that he can only replicate three of the four family members, he makes a decision with fateful consequences. Oh, it's got an audio commentary, uh, imprint complete, the making of replicas, and a deleted scenes. Ooh, very nice. It, yeah. Very nice. Somebody bet that. Thursday night movie, we might be watching that in the future. Whoa, I'm a neuroscientist. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm going to make clones, dude. (laughs) That's the only only thing I'm not buying the whole thing. I'm like, I'm like, him as a scientist. I'm like, like, I believe him as a a computer geek (laughs) that that goes into the computer world to uh, save humanity. Whoa, dude, I like made a clone. (laughs) Time traveling to save his book report so he doesn't go to military school. I buy that one as well. I'm a neurosurgeon. I'm going to create clones of my wife and my kids. Wow. <laughs> Speaking so. of, apparently starting tomorrow, Monday, they're filming a, a, a Bill and Ted's excellent, well, Bill and Ted face the music. Yeah, yeah. Um, he apparently shaved his beard. Did he? They, there's photos of him clean shaven for the part. You know, um, getting because he starts work early mar- tomorrow morning to Bill and Ted face the music. Wow. Can't wait. Whoa. Dude, I like. I'm a father. <laughs> Apparently, I, there was, and I, I didn't bring in news because I was like, "Well, is it really newsworthy?" But since we're talking about Keanu, yeah, um, they're pretty much getting almost everybody from the the movies back together. Like the you know his, his the people who play his dad, his, his stepmom, you know, Missy, you know, yeah, Alex Winter's mom. Um, it's like it's like everybody's coming back. Right. Like that's kind of awesome. Like all right, whoa, dude. Except for Rufus. Well, hey. 
I apparently you'll be surprised. They're going to do something for him, Rufus. I know they are. Hey, they brought they brought uh, Grand Marth talking back from the dead. Right? Why not? Why not? At this point, it's like sure. If they did Peter Cushing, why not George? Uh, George Carlin. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> be done. That's great. That's great news. Yeah. So what else you got? Uh, so that's uh, pretty much it. Uh, like I said, I went to a local restaurant that I like to go to. We we actually we found it while well, my my my. Parents t- took us there one time, or, or my, my my parents took us out of there for rehearsal dinner for my wedding. Uh-huh. That was like 14 years ago. And uh, so every once in a while for a special occasion, we use it. It's called Kelly Seafood. It's on uh, Bustle and Avenue if you're in Philadelphia, Northeast Philly. <laughs> Local pop. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a, it's, a, it's a good restaurant. It's good seafood. And uh, it's it's a reasonable place. They got an early bird if you want to get there before 7. You know? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, okay. And but it's, it's a podcast. We're speaking to the young. Hey, don't forget, kids, they got that early bird special. Hey, hey those, those millennials <laughs> like deals, too. You if know? millennials are low on the cash and want a good meal, come to the seafood restaurant. Yeah. I don't, like know, seafood, why, I don't wanna... know why I went through that exit. <laughs> Oi. But they give you, you know, they give you a full meal salad. You uh, get the full meal uh, super, salad Super salad. Hey. Uh, meal, dessert, and then something to drink, you know. Oi. Nice price. Nice price. Come on down. We'll sit down and give a little nosh, and then next thing you know. But it's the only Boyd special. <laughs> Be here before seven. <laughs> <laughs> get home in time to do your work homework. <laughs> 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 Where the the prices are low and we stay closed after eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> after nine thirty, we're closed because we have to get up early. Because <laughs> old old fogies get up early. Uh, all right. So anything? Anything else? Did you go to the movies or anything? Uh, no, no. I'm. I'm. There's a couple movies I'm going to come up next week. I'm going to have uh, uh, reports on. <sighs> Yeah, I gotta, I gotta find a way to make time to go see Spider Man. That's why I'm, that's one of the movies I'm seeing. See that yeah. on, on Tuesday, and then Thursday I'm seeing another movie. I'm seeing Two Street Four again. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. I uh, since I'm, I'm, I only have. Maybe I'll talk Stacy into going to the movies. Not Fourth of July though, because I, oof, I don't want to go to the movies on Fourth of July. Why not? Because I just, I'm always afraid it's gonna be like super packed. It's like I know it's like our hey it's America's birthday <laughs> bring presents I, I I it's one of those it's it, believe it or not it's one of those holidays that it's like the perfect time to go I mean really? because because everybody's going to a shore point you know or yeah, or, or, or you know or, or you know going doing barbecues are not going to stay in a movie theater I mean, for I'll ask her when I get home like hey babe. Uh, of course, though, this year I'll probably be wrong. You'll be like, motherfucker, talk to this. <laughs> like, hey, geez, Ed, I took your advice when the movie theater. Well, I'm going, I'm going on the 4th. I'm going to see Toy Story 4th on the 4th. I'm so. pro- I actually think, I, because I'm an, I, I'm an AMC Stubbs member, Ed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so am I. I think my card needs to be renewed. So I'm like, uh, I, I got paid 20 bucks to get my card renewed. That was 15. 15? Fine. It's 15. It's 15. I don't care. It's $5. $5. Listen, I was pick, expecting to pay. Hey, see, see if you have the you know rewards points. That you I should. Could, yeah, see, maybe we can buy. I'm going to renew it right now <laughs> <laughs> while we're talking. I, I probably could do that on the app. Yeah. I can do it when I get home. Just, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back being a Stubbs member. <laughs> a a black Stubbs member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. baby. Uh, it's a shame I don't have off Tuesdays anymore. $5 Tuesdays. Yeah. I have to get a new job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully I'm able to see Spider-Man this week. Um, that's what I'm so hoping for. But I need to know, Ed, um, this past weekend, they read, they put Avengers back out in the movie theaters. They did, yes. I would like to know where, I don't think it was number one this week. Um, I know that they need like $40 million 
fifty million dollars to break the to break Avatar's record. So I'm kind of curious to know whether or not if it, if it did it or not. I, I gotta be honest, I don't think it did it. I just don't. I don't. I don't see anyone getting like, "Hey, it, maybe if it falls in the top five. I, I was saying, I, I thought it was too early. You know what? I don't even see it on the list. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, I didn't even see like anything about it. Like, I'm like, are you sure it's this weekend? Like, I think it was just because they wanted to help, not help, but be people like, "Hey, just in case, you know, a super Spider-Man: Far From Home comes out this week, go see." Fucking uh, Avengers again, one last time. We threw in a couple deleted scenes. Yeah, because because I got here number seven. It's Avengers Endgame, but it's not as a new release. All right. It made five point five million over this weekend, and a total of eight hundred and forty one point three overall. Now ten weeks of release. Okay. With a three hundred fifty six million dollar budget. So. Oh, look at me! Made its money back. All right, so let's go through the top five real quick. Right. Secret Life of Pets is number five still from last week. Okay. It made $7 million over the weekend and 131.2 overall in the four weeks release with an $80 million budget. Mm. Secret Life of Pets 3 coming out two years from now, kids. <laughs> Secret Life of Pets 3. It's not so much a secret anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number four was the number three movie of last week, uh, Aladdin. It made uh, nine point three million over the weekend and three hundred five point eight overall in the six weeks of release with a hundred eighty three million dollar budget. I saw a quick like little blurb that Will Smith found out that this is his highest grossing movie ever of all time since he's been an actor. Wow! Yeah, you know, I'm like, really? Wow! Well, it's Disney, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's Disney. It's Aladdin. Sure, sure. It was an easy. It was an easy. <laughs> it was a slam dunk. Slam dunk. <laughs> it, let me put it this you way: you didn't have to get off the couch to do it. it. This is a b-ball game that he did not get in trouble and did not have to go to Bel Air for. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh, number three was the new release. It was yesterday. It was that movie where the Beatles don't exist and the guy knows all the songs. I'm, I'm tempted to. I, I really want to see that one. I kind of, I kind of do. I don't want to see it in the theater, but I got to do. I have a fire stick. I think it's on there. <laughs> <laughs> it made 17 million over the weekend. And I mean, who doesn't like the well, I mean, I can't say who doesn't like the Beatles, but I think that I think all Beatles fans went to go see. And this guy is pretty. Um, I think he did Slumdog Millionaire. I think he's yeah. in that. So, which was also a really big popular movie, and it looks it actually looks pretty decent. Yeah, and a twenty six million dollar budget, so it's uh, nine million short of the breaking uh, breaking, breaking even. Yeah, it'll hit it. So it'll, yeah, it'll... It's, it's only the first week. Uh, number two is also a new release. Annabelle comes home, made twenty point three million over the weekend, and uh, actually started earlier. So it's thirty one point two. I have no budget on that one yet. You uh, okay? For those people who don't know, uh, Ed and I uh, do the show out of out of his basement. You have a doll. Your wife yeah. has a doll that's I'm, I stare at yes. every Sunday. Reminds me of Annabelle. Yeah, it scares the crap out of me. That's why I don't look that way. <laughs> that's why. That's why I face you, Sean, and you can face that creepy looking <laughs> so, thing. That's right. <laughs> Uh, number one was still number one, Toy Story 4. It made $57.9 million over the weekend. Wow. All right. And 236.9 overall. I have no budget on that in the two weeks release, but right. I can't imagine it being uh, uh, yeah, any I'm more sure. than 125 or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it made its uh, money back. All right. So uh, that's uh, releases of the week. Uh, okay. Since we're talking about movies, you want to see what's coming out this Tuesday before the 4th of July. Sure. It uh, should be kind of a decent week. I also know, too, that I saw they announced... Uh, uh, I have to pre-order my copy of Endgame because I think it's coming out in the end of August. Okay. Just throwing it out there. I, I, I think Endgame is coming out at the end of August, and you can pre-order your Steelbook now at Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, what, so what is coming out? In there is not much coming out uh, this weekend. Uh, we have Escape Plan uh, coming out, The Extractors. The Escape Plan, oh, The Extractors. Three. Yeah, the third one. Okay. So uh, if you're an Escape Plan uh, fan, there you go. Uh, 
then we have some uh, DVD releases that are package deals. So if you don't have these movies and you want to pick them up at a cheaper price, this is your time. Okay. Batman Under the Red Hood, Gotham Knight, and Year One all coming out as a three-pack oh. on DVD. And Batman Beyond, the uh, the movie... Return of the Joker and Mystery of the Batwoman is also coming out on DVD as a three-pack set. Okay. And then four episode kid favorites of Batman Beyond. Okay. And that's it for uh, movies and television. Huh. Interesting. Uh, There's also some video games this week. Uh, We've got Will, A Wonderful World by PM Studios Actil for the PS4 and Switch. That's this Tuesday. All right. Tour de France season 2019 by you and I entertainment for the Xbox one this Tuesday. Hey, here's a video of you pedaling a bicycle. <laughs> like no one's shooting at you. Nope. Just pedal. Well, it was, it was what the, that car mechanic one last that, year. Yeah, car, I actually saw the cover. It is legitimately a car mechanic video, a video game where it's car mechanic. Uh, yeah. I don't get it. All right. <laughs> uh, Final fantasy 14 shadow Bingers by Square Enix for the PS4 Tuesday. Yeah, that's the expansion of the um, the online game that they have. I'm sure that if they're they're selling it, probably in two packs, either like a complete package if you've never been a, a member, plus or just well, the- here, well, now that you oh. say that, Final Fantasy 14, the complete edition by Square Enix for the PS4 this Tuesday. Uh, here's here's my problem. Uh, I, I don't know if they've changed the business model yet, and they probably haven't because it's Final Fantasy. It is still a pay-to-play game. Like, you buy the game, and you pay, I think it's like 15 bucks a month to actually access that world. Right. I, 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 if they were going the free-to-play, I probably would have bought it. I, actually, I do have the original version on disc, because can't, you can't trade it in, because it's all digital stuff, yeah. and, and there, you have, it's, it's tied into your um, Square Enix account. So once you, once you load it up, once you play it, you're, you're stuck with the game. Right. <clears throat> so I, but it's like every once in a while I'm like, oh, well, they give you like a free two weeks. I'm like, but I have to reinstall it and uninstall. I'm like, yeah, it ain't worth it. <laughs> like, not worth it at all. Uh, and then they have the final game here is Red Faction Gorilla Remastered by THQ Nordic for the Switch this Tuesday. All right. Wow. A lot of Switch stuff. Yeah. All right. PS4 uh, and Switch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's because Switch is getting a lot of, a lot of play. Um, all right. Well, then, Ed, I have some news. Um, I didn't think it was really a, a big heavy week this week. Uh, well, you know, before you do that, oh, let's, let's do the let's do the Avengers Endgame. Where are they all? Oh, okay. The top grossing movie of all time here. So that all way, right, because uh, we've been doing this week after week, just to see how close they are. Because I don't think they released it this week. I, I really don't. I, I, I hope they didn't, because that would be terrible. <laughs> uh, so wow, we're we're getting close. It's uh, twenty-seven million. Twenty-seven million away. Yeah. Wow. To be number one. Huh, interesting. Well, actually, 26.7, really, but I mean, if you made 27, you'll definitely be Okay, so now the question is, do you... Okay, let's say hypothetically is coming out in video in the end of August. Yeah. Do you keep it in theaters until then? Or do you just go, yeah, you know, we, we, we've, we've got as much blood out of this stone as we possibly can. We're not going to beat Avatar's record, even though we kind of want to. Let's just call it, we own Avatar, so it's not that big of a deal, or do you just kind of go, now? let's just do it. Let's just, just you know what, we can do it. It's $27 million, 28, that's a good weekend. That's a bad weekend. Who knows? Keep it out for a couple weeks, or at least till the I'm end saying, of- I'm saying, I'm, I'm now at the look real I'm quick to see keep if it out, Keep it to the end of July, only because- you know, I, I agree, well, what a- 
Yeah, you. you I'm you, moving things around. I'm trying to get my mic here so I can move to the computer feel and look like at it. If you're Disney, you go, okay, you know what? Let it stay till the end of July because the Spider Man movie will help push that a little bit more and vice versa. Like you could have your three hour, three and a half hour Avengers movie and then, hey, here you go. Here's like an hour and a half, you know, quick breeze through of Spider Man Far From Home and then you're in, you're out. You know, you're done. I think uh, if they're smart, they keep it in there. Because it's only $27 million. That's a semi-decent weekend. That could be a yeah, good I week. Mean, that um, could be a good week. I mean, that could be good two weeks. You could do that yeah. for two weeks and then be, you know, in and out. You'd be you done. Know. You're in, you're out. You go, yeah, you get, you know, I need someone sitting in an office going, let me know when it's $1 over. When you see that $1 over, pull it. <laughs> <laughs> stay it out there. Stay out there just a little longer. Just try to get that, yeah, that squeeze. Drop <laughs> every last drop of money out of people, just because there's you know there's somebody out there. Well, if you could bank, if you could bank twenty million, you could do it in five weeks. If you're banking five million a week, you yeah. twenty seven million dollars. You could because okay. you're going to go five point five. Really, I mean, they're like in that range. Sure. I think so. In four weeks, you could five weeks, you could do it. You know, easy. All right. you, you, do you go? Do you go to the, the release? Yeah, it would. I mean, I would. I would. If you were Disney and you're a money whore like they are, <laughs> or you know yeah, what? you'd go all the way. Well, you know what you do? You would go, okay, What's what do you think everyone's favorite special feature on there will be? And they'd be like, okay, well, it's going to be the um, the blooper reel. Yeah. So what you do is you go, okay, you know what? We're going to put it back in the theaters with the blooper reel that you can get on DVD or Blu-ray in about a week. You know, people are like, oh, that'd be great. Let's go see that. See what they really needed to do was they needed to do this for charity. They needed you know, like like they like the Force for Change or some kind of Disney, you know, heart <laughs> project kind of thing because people would have been more geared to go with. Oh wait, I get to see a new movie and it's for something positive. Right. People would would have gone out in droves and seen it, you know, yeah, kind of thing. Right. Not going. We want to be. We want to be uh, uh, Avatar. Wanna, we want to be blue kittens. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Uh, you know, you know, yeah, we don't want to do that, you know, and that, and that's the thing. It's it's because it is, it is. It, I'm looking at it, and it looks like it is, been it's it's the new one out, and you're going, well, that kind of sucks, then, because there was like no fanfare. You should have, you should have tooted some horns or whatever. Yeah, and, you well, know. like I said, you know, what they'll do is they'll probably they'll probably keep it out and let it quietly beat the record, and then be like, hey, we did it, yeah. yay! Now it's time for Blu-ray. Yeah, <laughs> get that last. See the movie that beat them all, kids. Yeah, see it one last time. Or or they'll do the blue. Like, you nerds, you know you're gonna buy it. Who knows? Maybe. And then in two months, we're gonna do a box set. You're gonna buy it again. I the the right before holiday. I don't know how. Like, I maybe it's it's a mock up, but the the steel book that comes with um the in, from Best Buy looks like they have like the you know at the end of the movie how they did their signatures. Looks like the one that they had open up had Robert Downey Jr. and Scarlett Johansson's signature. Not yeah. not personally made, but right. that they signed everyone. Yeah, they, they signed every writer's cramp. My God, we got these two, and if you want, you know, Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth, you get this one from yeah. Target. You yeah. know, <laughs> <laughs> shit, I need them all. <laughs> There's what seven members. Uh, like, let's see, you got you got Hawkeye, you got Hulk, uh, you got Captain America, you you got you know. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, Scar- uh, um, Robert Downey Jr., Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans. So yeah, I think if you get the original six, well, and, and then you, of course you've got the Guardians of the Galaxy, Chris Pratt. Uh, yeah, but they're not. They're not the Avengers. They're not part of the. They're not. They're not the ones who started this whole thing. Like you need. You definitely need Robert Downey Jr.'s autograph in it. You know, and then 
Well, I guess you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, it makes sense you have those two. Now that I'm thinking about it, of course you want those two. Without spoiling it. I mean, I guess everyone and their Wait, mother. Which, which two things? I'm confused now. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And Scarlett Johansson. Oh, okay. You know, like now that I'm talking about it, now that I'm actually thinking, well, why those two? Then all of a sudden it dawned on me, duh. Yeah. Spoilers, they don't make it. <laughs> like, you kind of go, oh, why not have those two? That's kind of nice. The two people who sacrificed themselves for the good. Like, that's my last have, Speaking of sacrifice, have you seen the meme where it's, they're getting the soul stone. It's it's uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man and- Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. What am I, a joke to you? <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest thing. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Well, anyway. So, now that I have... Uh, are we ready for the news? Yes, we're ready for the news. All right. So, um, do you remember the movie Flash? Gordon? <laughs> Savior of the universe? Of course I do. Well, apparently... Um, uh, I can never say his name right. Uh, Takia Watiti is in. He's the guy who directed the um, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. He also brought what we do in the shadows to the movie. He did the movie, but he also brought the TV show to. Yeah. Uh, he's involved in a new Flash Gordon animated movie coming from 20th Century Fox and Disney. Animated movie. Animated movie. Yes. Okay. Um, let's see. Apparently. It's um so it looks like the 20th Century Fox now is the Century ever widening Disney umbrella. They're going to attempt to take a different take on the new on a new Flash Gordon movie. This time they're looking to bring Flash back as an animated film with none other than uh, Taiki. Uh, what's his name? Um, who took <laughs> the director pl- that we've mentioned before? Yeah, from Thor Ragnarok took plenty of visual inspiration from Hodges' Flash Gordon movie involved. Would make sense because it was. I could see that because if you watch, you, you can, for people who have seen that Flash Gordon movie, it's very colorful and very 80s. It's right. very, And when you watch Thor Ragnarok, you can totally see the influence that Flash Gordon had on them's movie. So with the colors. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you're right. And the I'll style, yeah. the stylization, and the music, the keyboard music and stuff like that. Right. So it makes sense that you go to the guy who did that, like, hey, look, we're trying to make an animated movie. You want to be involved in this? Like, yeah, sure, I'm in it. I'm, I'm in it to win it. So, yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm in it to win it. <laughs> so he might be writing and directing, or might not be, but it's definitely involved in some capacity. Um, it's The Flash Gordon animated movie would appear to put any lingering live action projects to the death. Most recently, Julius Avery of the sorely underrated Overlord had been set to write and direct. Avery had replaced Matthew Vaughn. And then there is a parade of screenplays littered in like Ellison Interstellar Soldiers in this Project Wake. From everyone from J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay to diehard Steve E. D'Souza, uh, who told us a little bit of his own difficulties in the project. Uh, so over the last 20 years, they've been trying to make another Flash Gordon movie. But uh, um, Filmation brought the fans a gorgeous the new animate, the new Adventures of Flash Gordon animated series between seventy nine and eighty two. Um, there was extri- and there was an ex- a ex- dreadfully nineties teen and extreme version that lasted one mercifully short season back in nineteen ninety six. I think I remember that. I think I remember that. Um, while it's safe to say that Flash Gordon could use a lighter touch, uh, yeah, all right. So there you go, Ed. We might be having a. Uh, a what do you call it? An animated Flash Gordon movie. Are you in? Oh, always. I mean, I I actually like with the Pluto TV app that you can use for free. They have a Flash Gordon like 
old animated oh. series. And they also show the Defenders of the Earth, which he's a part of. How will Flash Gordon get out of this week? Yeah. Will Ming the Merciless finally be victorious? <laughs> See, Flash Gordon escape certain death. There was there was a late like the late seventies, early eighties cartoon of it, uh, type of thing where right. it was, was kind of like almost like in the vein of He Man, where a lot of the same scenes were used over and right. over again tirelessly. The <sighs> way they moved and I reckon, ran I and jumped. That tree. That yeah. Tree, that tree's always there. Or how they ran and, and right. jumped, or you know, right. like I would think it was the same same one they would do over and over again. It would just be like behind a rock instead of a tray, <laughs> you know, or off a, off a bridge, you know, like I like, think. So, um, I, I've been watching that, and I'm like, I've always been a Flash Gordon fan since the since the, since the cartoon and the movie. Uh, I've seen the lightly uh, the off the underrated softcore version Flash Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a fan story right there. <laughs> See, there was a, there was a, there was a, it was a movie store in, on uh, Castor Avenue. It was Movies Unlimited. Movies Unlimited. Yes. Yes, I used to go there all the time. They they rent movies and then they were selling movies at the same time. Kind of like a blockbuster. It was the only place that, one of the only places I could buy laser discs because I had a laser disc player. Yeah. So they sold laser discs, them and Tower Records. And I was, those was only two places I could get them. Yeah. <laughs> So they were going out of business. Well, their their store was they they could still buy them online, you know, through their website or whatever. And uh, we like I found out about it. I was like my wife and I were first married, and I was excited. So I would go there every couple of weeks because it would you know it would be like sure you know, like ten percent off, twenty percent right. off. And as it got closer to the time, you know, like fifty percent off. I'm like it's time to go. Like when you get to the fifty. You got to go like right, as soon as yeah, the, as soon as the sign drop because all the movie collectors are going. That's when I'm going to be vulture in and take my yeah. my thing. And I don't know if my wife was with me at the time or or what, but I was in there and I saw Flash Gordon. I got excited because I'm like, I've never seen this movie on DVD ever. Like, <laughs> at all. like I was so ecstatic. I was like, finally getting the 1980 Flash Gordon. And I'm, I bought like a ton of movies with it. It was like, you know, and I paid probably at most, I was like 50 bucks and I got like 20 films. It was like awesome. It was like the, the ultimate haul when I was, you know. Big into collecting. I still am, but you know, not. A- I'm listening to you, but I actually went to Movies Unlimited's website. It's yeah. still up and running. So yeah. the store is still open. No, you know, it's still there. And I actually, know it is. You can actually call toll free 1 800 4 movies. Yes. To place an order? Yes. That's incredible. Sign up and receive your emails. I'm fucking signing up. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so when I got home and I'm going through the hall, like of all the things, I didn't read what it was because the cover looked weird. Right. And I wasn't paying attention, and here it was Flesh Gordon. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> so my wife makes fun of me constantly. Because that's another thing. I just I read so fast, and I don't, because I saw F. Gordon, and I'm like, Flesh Gordon. <laughs> I heard F. Gordon, yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> so I still have it somewhere in the house. I hid it. Like I think I put it in a shower or a drawer or something like that in case kids came over or something like that. Wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't go for it. But I just laugh at it because, you know, and of course my wife always makes fun of me. It's like, you idiot. I'm like, yep, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I it. am. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. I fell down a rabbit hole, Ed. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the website going, oh, I wonder what they have in stock. It doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Because you have a job to do, and that job is resurrection. Resurrection. Resurrection, Ed. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I'm just what might, are we resurrecting? This might be a states thing. Yeah. Uh, Toys R Us are, is expected to be resurrected with six stores and an e-commerce site. 
Get out of here. Hey, okay, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for those people who don't know, the big toy story, big toy story, the big <laughs> toy store chain growing up, you had Kitty City, you had KB Toys and Hobbies, and you had Toys R Us. Yes. Toys R Us was also able to have, spin off itself into Babies R Us because they sold baby stuff. Yes. Um, recently, this past Christmas, I think, was the first Christmas without a Toys R Us. That's right. Um, because basically the argument was is that their prices were too high. They were not competitive. To uh, the, the owner of the company refused to kind of budge on any kind of pricing wars with anybody. When you have your Amazons, your Targets, your Walmarts selling toys at a cheaper rate, Toys R Us refused to be competitive in their pricing. Yes. So market dictated that if you know, you're going to have your prices high, no one's going to buy there. You're going to go out of business, which is exactly what happened right. to Toys R Us. But now that the smoke has cleared, apparently, uh, it's no matter how many, uh, according to a fresh report from Bloomberg, former Toys R Us executive Richard Barry, now the CEO of True Kids Incorporated, is shopping around plans to resurrect the brand in form of six stores and a website. If his promising pitch comes to pass, the physical locations will be about the third of the size of the original stores. With 10,000 square feet. Um, moreover, they will have more interactive experiences such as, uh, quote-unquote, play areas. And exercise a business model of not paying toy makers until consumers actually purchase their products. Uh, even with Amazon, Target, and Walmart swooping in to fill the massive void left by the extinction of Toys R Us, well-established and lucrative toy sellers are still ready and willing to provide inventory at the store should they make a comeback. This is a quote. From this market needs a self-standing toy store, that's for sure, said Isaac Larian, CEO of MGA Entertainment Incorporated, told Bloomberg. MGA is a parent company of the brands like Tykes, LOL, Surprise, and the Bratz Files. Uh, in March of 2018, it was announced that Toys R Us had filed for bankruptcy and would be closing all of its 800 locations in the United States. Not long after, major liquidation sales got underway and the company competitors like KB Toys promised to pick up the slack. That summer's hope restored was restored. But KB's still around. KB is actually still around. They're real. real I think it's like one. I think in uh, Oxford Valley Mall. I think. Okay, maybe. I thought they were gone. Okay, I thought so too. Um, the that summer in 20, uh, 2018, uh, hope was restored when former CEO Jerry Storch was exploring a possible reboot for the chain. In the fall, Toys R Us canceled plans for a bankruptcy option in the hopes of an ambitious reorganization plan. Um, but sadly, nope, did not come to fruition. So, uh, there you have it, Ed. We might be getting uh, some Toys R Us six stores. I ain't having it in here. You'll they'll they'll go to the big markets. You'll probably find one in New York, Texas, California. Um, I want to say probably you gotta go somewhere in the middle. It's probably like uh, California. Oh, I said California. I did. I said California, New York, and Texas. Those are usually the big three. Florida. 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 That's Florida. four. Um, maybe one in Pennsylvania. Maybe like Center Probably City. Probably Pittsburgh or something like that. Right. Maybe. You know, yeah. I'm trying to think like right now someone in like Wisconsin's going, yo, what about us? Chicago. 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 So I would say there's five right there. Yeah. So if we need to put another one somewhere. Uh, Delaware. I know. I want to say Texas is big enough for two. One, yeah, you know, I one, agree one, with you on that one, yeah. One, like, in Dallas and one in, like, San Antonio or yeah. somewhere off, like, right next to the Alamo. Hey, go to the Alamo, learn something, and come buy, visit the Toys R Us and buy yourself a little Alamo doll. <laughs> <laughs> buy yourself a fake Bowie knife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, 
how do you feel about Toys R Us making a comeback? I, Possible. I, I, I mean, I've, I felt bad because I, I, the problem they had, like, it was actually in the story if you didn't, you know, well, I'm not saying you, but like people. Me, me personally? What are you, I don't know nothing, Ed. They, they bought their products before, like, that's the saying, like, he's like, he's like, they won't get the money until we sell it, you know, kind of thing. And that's the thing. They were taking an inventory and basically not making sales and having all this inventory. So that's like huge amount of stock. So they were not a problem of, of like running out of things. It was just the fact is, is that no, it was buying, right. you know, kind of thing. Because again, it was like you said, it was competitive pricing. Like it's like, hell, I'll go to, I'll go to, I'll go to Toys R Us, look around like this with Best Buy, same thing. I'll look around, find what I want. Right. And I go, yeah, I like this. I'm looking at it in my hands and then go to Amazon and go, oh, I got it for cheaper. Well, I, you know, and if I have prime, I'm saving two days, you know, waiting right, for you it. get it within like 24 hours. Yeah. That's, I mean, I just did it this weekend with Hedwig and the uh, Hedwig. I could have gotten the Criterion Collection from Best Buy for like 30 bucks, but, you know, fucking Barnes & Noble had it for 20. I'm like, right. I saved myself 10 bucks and I didn't have to go online because Best Buy didn't have it in stores. I walked in the, I walked in the Barnes & Noble. They have a big ass Criterion Collection section. Right. And I'm like, because they're highbrow. <laughs> and I walked over and I was like, flip, flip, flip. Here it is. Swink. Yeah. You know, noink. And it's like thirty nine ninety nine. Not today, folks. Not today. Yeah. You know, it's $20. It's mine. And I'm like, all right. So I, outside of that, I probably wouldn't have bought it. If, right. If it, would have, if it wasn't for that, I would have been like, oh, that's a movie that maybe I'd get if I saw it on sale somewhere. Yeah. Because I know? mean, I'm more of a physical shopper. Like, right. I don't like, like, I have a list of Amazon movies that like one day I'm going to buy, you know. Right. You but I'd rather, I, yeah, I have a wish list. But I, I'd rather go to the store, pick it up and have it in my hand. Yeah. Like physically. To me, that's more of a like a throw the hunt type of thing. Yeah, like, it's it's the endorphins that get released when you actually own it and it's in your hand. You're like, I got it, yes. But the the problem with that is, is that like a lot of stores don't have a good selection anymore. Right. Like where I bought these movies at Best Buy wasn't my local store because we have two Willow, racks. I went drove all the way up to Willow Grove because yeah. I actually was up there for other reasons, but. It was like, you know, but they have a lot more of selection. They had more right. aisles and more more of, you know, things that you could go and buy. And it's right. just like, because there was a couple of things I saw that was kind of like, well, maybe. And then I'm like, I'm like, no, nah, not that price. And I'm like, <laughs> right. like, not at that price, new. Like, like I saw the Blu-ray version of the uh, um, fall, uh, Mission Impossible series, Tom Cruise. Oh, all yeah. of them? Yeah, all six. I saw to get the new one. And it was like 40 some bucks. That's and I'm like, bad. you know, it's not bad. And I'm like. Five movies for oh, forty bucks. It's can like, I get it cheaper? Uh, I'm kind of right. like one of those kind of like you Let know. Check now. Amazon. So that, that you know, because it's like you know, you give so much money. I'm like, I don't. I could buy this and be the only thing I bought. I, mean, I had six movies, but like, right? Like these other ones, I'm like, ah, I'm more we're collecting these than you know. The, the problem I'm having is like, okay, the other day when I last time I was in Best Buy getting my movies, they had um, Bad Boys one and two. Yeah, and it was one of those like buy one get a second one for free, and I'm just like. I can get this one, but then the back of my head's going, dude, you know they're filming the third one right now. You don't have the other two. Just fucking buy the trilogy when it comes out in a box set. You know, like, because yeah. you know it's going to happen. Like, I, same with It, the new version of It that was came out last year. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. I wanted to buy it. I missed the steel book version, so I was like, eh, I'll wait until the second one comes out. Because you sure as shit know there's going to be a two pack, or at least, hey, I'll just wait. I can wait that one out because yeah. like, it's a horror movie. Guess how it ends. Uh, you know? <laughs> so um, it's nothing like I'm not like a surprise. You yeah. know? So I'm like, okay, well, I'll just wait for the two pack or for the one, you know, the one big set. Like, hey, we put both movies together. Ha <laughs> ha. That's the last cat, last 
dash cash grab. Yeah. You know? I'm like, all right, I'll wait. I'll wait. I can wait on that one. I'm not in, I'm not in, you know, running out to get that one. Right. <laughs> so. Cause yeah, cause we were, we were looking through movies and I'm like, one of the movies I, I've mentioned a few times was Three Amigos. Right. And it was like in the $4 bid or something. Right. Like and you're like, like I, I could still wait. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. No, I owned it. I bought it all like, I bought it years ago. But it's just funny. My wife goes, hey, this is one of your favorite movies. Like, now it's like so cheap. Like, what do you think now? And I'm like, yeah, but you never know like how the market was. Know. Or at, at some point you go, oh, it's so cheap. How old is this movie? Hmm, it's 20 years. I can wait five years. I'll probably have a 25th anniversary. Right. <laughs> you know? And then I'll, get it I'll get it again for like, you know, 20 bucks because I'll have like one new interview. Right. <laughs> I, uh, let's see. Um, what else we got here? Um, okay. Did you watch Smallville? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, Michael Rosenbaum. I don't know if you knew it or not. I'm going to plug his podcast. Um, it's, I think it's inside of me, inside of you with Michael <laughs> Rosenbaum. Uh, he, uh, I don't know okay. why. I'm... <laughs> that is sounds like a terrible. Title. Well, it's it's you know. Um... I'm sorry. I mean, it's probably a great show. I'm not I'm not the show, but. <laughs> uh, well, he actually um, he called. He rekind. Michael Rosenbaum rekindles call for a Justice League Unlimited reunion because he was the voice of Wally West on that show. Uh, okay. Excuse me. Uh, he's basically um, he called he called on Warner Brothers to put together some sort of reunion for the for the fan favorite animated superhero series. Rosenbaum, who's also known for playing Lex Luthor on Smallville, voiced Wally West Flash in the Cartoon Network's Justice League series and the Unlimited spinoff. Uh, Warner Brothers kindly removed the head out of your butt, out of butt cheeks and let's do a reunion. He once wrote. He wrote on Twitter, "It would cost nothing. Let's roll." <laughs> like I'm, sh- I'm sure it would cost something. Um, <laughs> Wait, Warner Brothers works. It would cost some millions. Yeah, really. Uh, Eight hundred million dollars. What? Yeah, uh, let's see. He, um, uh, he's perhaps known for Pixels. Warner Brothers claim movies with the Union. It would cost nothing. Let's roll. Rosenbaum tweet was made in response to a photo shared by Justice League Unlimited co star Phil Lamar. Uh, Lamar tweeted a throwback f- a photo featuring the Justice League voice cast back in 2001. Um, the reunion panel was held at New York Comic Con in 2015, but Rosenbaum was a- unable to attend. Uh, but I think. To me, I, I because of that this article for whatever reason I was like, ah, oh, that's right. He's got his own he's got his own podcast, and I have yet to actually listen to an episode. But I downloaded like twenty of them. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Ed, here I am. I go. I'm like, what's it called? I have it on my iPod. <laughs> like, oh, that wasn't the real title. What was it? Uh, I think it is. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking. It is. Uh, hold on. It's, it's got a. I want to unplug it so that way nothing automatically plays, starts yeah. plays. Yeah, we don't want to pay nobody else. No, no, I'm all, I'm all for it's inside of you, inside of you, right? So now the people I have, um, he's he's interviewed. His first guest, Tom Welling, makes sense. Superman. <laughs> uh, then he did. I, I need help on my show, Tom. Can you help me you out? You and me together again, all <laughs> buddies and pals, right? Um, he did this one back in May 18th, 2018. So the show's been around for over a year now. At this nice. Point. Okay. Um, but then I as going through, I went through the list of people that he's talking to. And they're usually running about like an hour, hour and a half kind of conversations. Right. But on the list that I have is Kristen Bell, because, you know, she's swell. So swell, right. Uh, James Gunn, Karen Gillian, Seth Green, Topher Grace, Dak Shepard, Steve Amell, Zachary Levi. Um, Dave, this was back in September 4th. So Dave Batista, uh, Stephen Merchant, you know, James uh, Roday and Dooley Hill, the guys from Psych, because I like that, I like that yeah. show. Felicia Day, Macaulay Culkin. 
You know, the Sorority Boys, which was a movie that he did, so I'm sure you probably got everybody together to sit down. John Cryer, he sits down with. Bruce Campbell, uh, the creators of Smallville. Kristen Kirk, John Glover, Tom Welling Returns, and uh, I don't know who Fortune Femmeister was at the latest episode that just popped up uh, in June. But I'm like, all right, um, like it's an hour. Here is John Glover. He speaks to for like 51 minutes. I'm like, all right, I can get, I could do it, dedicate an hour to to that. Why not? Right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's, that's what I've been doing. So I think. Uh, sorry, I'm looking at a. Um, <laughs> I fall down these wells, Ed. <laughs> So if you can, go download Michael Rosemont, Inside of You. There were some other actors well, and stuff. The, what was the point of this? The point of this, it was... Are he, you plugging somebody? No, are you, are just, you telling me you're leaving the show? Is that yeah, me and Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah, the two of us. You know, heckle and Jekyll. <laughs> you know, somebody and nobody. It's the somebody and nobody show. <laughs> no, I just thought it was interesting that he would... Yeah, Michael <laughs> Rosenbaum's a somebody. <laughs> That's right. He's a somebody. I'm the nobody. Huh? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I will be the the you know the Wally West Lex Luthor Sean show. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just thought that it was interesting. Like, would you want to see the original? Did you watch the Justice League when you were like when it was on the air? So I have the whole set on DVD because I'm 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 stupid like that. <laughs> um, I've seen episodes. I, 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 I think it was because on it was on Cartoon Network, wasn't yeah. it? Aired there, and uh, um, I did watch it. I didn't watch it religiously, or you know, right. a lot of them. But it was interesting. It was it was a good show. I mean, right. I'm not going to knock it. You know, um, to see a reunion, especially with the old cast, you go, sure, why not? I mean, sure. I, I don't, I don't think you no, know, like God <laughs> forbid. I mean, uh, why would you want to have those people? It was terrible. Whoa. You know, no, it was, it was Kevin a good... Conroy's Batman. Who wants to hear that again? <laughs> <laughs> hear that enough every every almost every week. Uh, <laughs> just watch one episode of that damn show. Um, no, but uh, it, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's what's the word I'm looking for? It's uh, it's not that big of a deal. I don't. Think. I mean, honestly, yeah. right. I mean, you know, I mean, it's good. I mean, it's a it's a great. Yeah. <laughs> Are you funny again? Fire in the hole, Ed. You might want to get the spray. Just say <laughs> I left in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to kill some time while you go run because it's going to come over there sooner or later. Uh, sooner uh, than later, I'll be right back. <laughs> you, I'll talk. All right. So, Ed, uh, while we're talking, um, did you just keep talking? Are you a fan of The Office? Yes. Okay, because I got news about that. I also got news about uh, Little Mermaid news. I also got news about Carrie Fisher and uh, the Black Widow movie. Because they're doing a Black Widow movie, Ed. I'm not sure if you remember that. It's it's like, hold on. It's spraying. He's <laughs> going around here. Uh, so, uh, Ed. Yes. <laughs> Ed just missed the spot. <laughs> Ed looked like he tripped. <laughs> I almost died there. Holy smokes. Uh, let's start with the Carrie Fisher one if you could. Okay, sure. All right, fine. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, the Carrie Fisher was, according to Daisy Ridley, mm. um, when when you saw episode Eight. Sev- seven. Seven? Seven. Um, there's a big hug between Carrie Fisher and... and Daisy, Lurley, Daisy Ridley's right, right. character, yeah. right? And you're like, apparently, according to Daisy, Carrie Fisher was totally cursing in Daisy Ridley's ear during that big Star Wars hug. Really? Yeah. 
Uh, when Star Wars Rise of the Trailer dropped, fans were created, treated to an emotional tease of Carrie Fisher's highly anticipated presence in the film. Princess Leia and Rey are seen sharing an embrace that has Rey in tears and would undoubtedly leave moviegoers reaching for tissues as well. But what you see on screen is a result of take upon take, as did, this Daisy Ridley describes it as, you know, as a much more comical moment between her and the late Carrie Fisher than we'd have guessed. In her words, and this is a quote, she was actually whispering, this is a fucking long hug. I was trying to do my acting like, oh my God, Carrie, there wasn't any discussion about what we were going to do. Uh, well, Carrie Fisher was great personality, sense of humor, loved a swear word or two, so it's no better tribute to the actors remembering this between the wistful on-screen scene that looked to be on the way. Sounds like she was a blast to work with, always taking the time to get her co-star laughing and not taking the shoot too seriously. Um, in her recent interview with Vulture, Daisy Ridley was asked if she remembered the original context of the previously unused Force Awakens scene now being used for Rise of the Skywalker to wrap up Leia's storyline. She responded with, I do. It's not millions of miles away from what this scene is. It was very sad. I found it very moving to watch because I do remember the original, and it's a strange thing to do for someone that's not around anymore to be brought back to life. It's eerie that it resonates so much with the story this time. It's pretty amazing. Um... Let's see. So, although bringing Leia back on screen has been tough, it looks like she'll be having some memorable scenes, including with her real-life daughter, Billy Lord, who has played Lieutenant Connix in the trilogy, and Oscar Alec Poe as well. Uh, of course, Rise of Skywalker, blah, 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 plug, 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 plug. Like it needs to plug. Like it needs to help. It needs the money. Come on, kids. So, I mean, I think that's a nice story, but is any anybody who knows anything about Carrie Fisher as a person, is this really a big surprise? <laughs> no, you know, as you're reading the story, I'm like, you know, this is this is kind of like, yeah, I think it's status quo for her. Like, it's, yeah, to me, it's, it's one of those, like, sweet stories about, like, you know, somebody who's, I would say, very beloved in the yeah. science fiction community that's like, okay, you know, and who's never been apologetic about her actions. I'm like, all right, I can see it. Like, I'm all, I'm all for it. Yeah, like, yeah, it's a nice yeah. little like oh, memory because now that you know that people are doing their, it's getting ready. It's Christmas time. You know, God, don't make it that quick. I mean, it's not, <laughs> summer just started here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and like with less than six months, Star Wars. Yeah, you know, the, the last one for now, <laughs> for, for for years anyway. Um, any thoughts? You know, I, I I can't wait to see the movie. I, I'm really, you know, it's 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 going to be sad and happy at the same time because you know, obviously, you're going to get another Star Wars movie. And I've liked every movie that they've made. So I mean, you can say what you want. You know, I've enjoyed them all. And uh, a lot of people didn't like the last one for some reason. I they can't they can't explain why. Nobody can tell me why. But uh, I enjoyed it, and I can't wait to see how this journey goes, like the, the conclusion of it, basically. So it's going to be great and sad at the same time. But to hear Carrie Fisher, those kind of thing moments, just. It does. It you, at first you're kind of like really, and then you're like, no, no, that's her. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. You know, I'm not, not surprised. You know, I'm surprised you didn't grab her boob or something. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> May the force be with you now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of uh, females in movies, uh, um, the Black Widow movie they're making. Yes. Um, which is odd, considering how just we were just talking about how her character didn't really survive Endgame. Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, so you people, like you didn't know. So, but then sets of her film is being posted. So everyone's like, "Well, when's this movie take place?" Oh, it's definitely a prequel. Sure, obviously, but you know exactly when. There's a, you have all this time to be able to pick between, like, because let's face it, she was in. It could have been Iron Man two. Could have been. 
you know, at first Avengers, the second Avengers, the third Avengers. It could have been any of the, you know, the Captain America movies, except for the first one, you know, because she's pretty much in almost all of them, you know, a lot of them. So where do you think it falls? I'm going to go, I'm going to get on a real limb here and go to the 80s. Really? Yes. I think it's, I think it's going to be an origin kind of story in a way. Like, like, I mean, they kind of gave us an origin story of one of the movies, didn't they, about her? Like, well, sort of in, in, um, I want to say in, I forget which movie it is now. It's the second one, Age of Ultron, I think it is. Yeah. I think Age of Ultron. Um, yes. Uh, she has like basically that flashback of where, how her life came to be like, right. being, you know, a child, the whole how she became a spy, blah, blah, blah. But it was, it was real brief. Um, if you want, go see Red Sparrow. Apparently, the film with Jennifer Lawrence is basically a story of Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> they just can't, couldn't use her name. Um, however, this movie is, there's rumors about, uh, let's see, it's led to multiple theories uh, about the movie's premises, that it's a distant prequel set primarily during Natasha Romanoff's training as the re- in, at the Red Room, or, or that the character is secretly resurrected through the return of the Soul Stone, or even that Black Widow in the film is... A clone. Oh, However, that's a terrible, that's a terrible one. <laughs> However, new photos leaked on the set appeared to dismiss all of that speculation and confirm where exactly the film takes place in the MCU timeline. Uh, though Marvel Studios has yet to actually announce Black Widow or any films as its next phase for that matter, casting development reports to say nothing of the leaked photos and videos makes his existence poss- impossible to deny. Winter Soldier actor Sebastian Sam seemingly revealed in May that the film is set between the events of Captain America's Civil War and Avengers Infinity War, but that report was third-hand at best. However, new set photos circulating on Twitter appear to confirm that to be true. Uh, Scarlet's Natasha is pursued by an antagonist widely believed to be Marvel Comics villain Taskmaster. Uh, What's important here isn't Black Widow's foe, but instead instead of her car. It's the 2017 BMW 5 Series Touring Wagon. (laughs) <laughs> uh, there are untold thousands of 20, 2017 cars operating today, sure, but what has but when has an MCU film set in present day ever showcased anything other than a new or not yet even released vehicle, usually part of the deal with an automaker? That most certainly points to the events of Black Widow taking place between the events of Captain America Civil War, which is in 2016, and Avengers Infinity War, released in 2018, but it may take place in 2017, depending on which timeline you believe. Okay. Um, placing the movie in that point would potentially provide some essential character development. For one, it will allow fans to learn what Natasha was doing before her rather abrupt entrance in the middle of Infinity War as part of Captain America's quote-unquote secret Avengers that would preclude flashbacks to her training in the Red Room and as the previously teased in Avengers Age of Ultron. So we were getting ready to record. Oh, yeah. Good job, Ed. Good job. Um, the move, that movie also might tie into growing speculation supported by the evidence that the film will introduce a second Black Widow Yila Belvov, played by Florence Pugh. Uh, that character is anything like her comic book counterpart in which she was trained in the Red Room that would dovetail nicely into the exploration of Natasha's backstory. So the film is expected to be released in May of twenty May first, twenty twenty, by the way. Okay. Is that surprising? Because they're keeping they're keeping things kind of quiet on, on that front. You know, I guess they're trying to keep quiet. I guess, you know, I guess after Endgame uh oh. <laughs> okay, you want to let me say what I want to say? Go, go, go. Please I go say, on. After Endgame, you figure 
Um, you have this big arcing story. You figure Far From Home is going to be like an epilogue to the right. overall story. Yeah. And then quietly, not quietly fade away, but quietly be put to bed. Like we're not going to talk about anything else. To let the story kind of remulate and, and, and like percolate and just kind of feel it out uh-huh. before like, hey, next summer. Duh, duh, duh. Right. Like, um, plus, you know, let's face it. Come November, you got Disney Plus coming. So yeah. maybe they don't want with all those t- TV shows like the um, Hawkeye and, you know, not Hawkeye, the um, there's Loki and there's the, a Loki show. There's the. Uh, Falcon, Falcon, and, and, and the Winter Soldier. I'm gonna yeah. say Falcon and the Snowman. <laughs> that one, the WandaVision. <laughs> completely different show. Falcon, for those people who have ever seen the movie Falcon and the Snowman, good, good movie. Yeah, it's just you know, it's, it's not the one you're thinking. Not of. the one you're thinking of. Um, so maybe they're just trying to keep it quiet, you know, just to be like, you know, we got that coming, so we don't want to talk about whatever movie's coming out next year. So, what do you think? I, I see Disney. Disney knows like anybody who works for Disney. I, I think there is. I think there's a group of people that work for Disney and tell you whether it's going to work or not. Like, like they're the kind of guys that are going argue, like, and they're they're the business guys. They're the guys right. that will sit there. They're not going to interfere, but they're going to go. Yeah, this is going to be shit. Let's put it here. Like, let's let's throw this here. Let's do this. Let's blah blah blah. Okay. Like type of thing. And I think like they go. Can we top Endgame? Can we? Can we? Keep this gravy train going, and like, and this one guy said, "No, we can't." Like, end game is it? Like, yeah, we're gonna have Spider Man, but that's Sony's problem. Yeah, it's Sony's that's problem. Not some, not some, that's a Marvel product, but that's not, that's not ours. But that's right. not our money. Who cares? Like, right. you know, kind of thing. They want to continue it on. Go, good for them. You know, kind of thing. One little, one last so final. Ride on our coattails one last time. Right. Go ahead, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. do it. Yeah, that's cute. So, so now you got window. You got. Uh, uh, Galaxy, uh, Galaxy, Guardians right. of the Galaxy three. Right. Uh, there's a new group of guys, which I think, uh, uh, what do you call it? Scarlet Joe, not Scarlet Chance. Fuck, Angelina Jolie is going to be a part. I have a news article about that. Okay, so so now they're going, they're going like, well, we got that talking raccoon tree to work, you know, like, right. like, but I think we got the right director who picked the soundtrack and did all this, you know, stuff. Uh, you know, it had a good team and all, and I think that worked. Could we hit that? Could we hit that out of the park again? Could we do that again with this new group? And then one guy goes, "Yeah, I don't think so." Like, yeah, we got Angelina Jolie. That's a big draw, but you know, like, like, do we have enough pieces to put this together and make this a good movie? And I really do. I think they're. I think like the 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 Black Widow movie should have been done before Endgame came out. Like, I, like there was no time. I like, would have liked to seen a Black Widow movie more than I like to seen a Captain Captain Marvel movie. Oh yes, yeah, you're right. I mean, that would have better. That would have been a better movie to put in there. But they wanted to shoehorn Captain Marvel yeah. in somewhere because they go, "Fuck, we got to put her in somewhere because she's in the fucking comic, and people are gonna be like all up in arms yeah. if she's not in the story at all." You know, kind of thing. Right. So, you know, we've got to we got to keep those those nerds happy. So we got to we got to put <laughs> them in. That's what it is. Uh, sure. Because there's, uh, there's a lot of things that I've I've been noticing about Disney that's going, yeah, they're just trying to keep everybody. Is, they're trying to get your buck is basically what it is, and they'll right. do it any way they can if they have to go. Yeah, we'll we'll spend an extra, you know, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty million dollars to make this Captain Marvel movie. Stick it in there. Yeah, she wasn't going to work in the end game plan, you know, to right. play, you know, but we'll shoot her in somehow, and you know, she's in there. Boom, they're done. You know. I, <laughs> you know We'll have that Me Too movement with the with the girls, and it'll be great. You'll, everybody will get their money. You know, right. we'll still get their money no matter who you are. You right. know? Everyone wins. Yeah. mostly us. Yes. <laughs> mostly our bank account. Yeah, but, yeah. All right. And, and and it's a thing. Like like I I'm I'm really nervous now. Like after Spider Man happens, you go, 
what's the future like? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah, Are well, they going to pull this off again? I mean, this was this was monumental. Like, I, I, like yeah. every every once so every so often, you get it. You get these movies, and you're like, well, they hit it. Like when they did the Lord of the Rings, the first hit. Yeah, I'm like this. That was monumental. And you go, they're not they're not going to do it. And they did it. You're like, fuck, that was awesome. Yeah. Like, how are they going to top it? And then they fuck, we got Hobbit. That, that yeah. didn't do so well, did it? You yeah. know, like you know, and it's just like you know, it, it sneaked along, and then it's just like you know, so Marvel's like did it more epic like harry potter did it in eight movies you know right. it's like you know like can can we do can we beat harry potter well sure we can you know we got marvel right. and we did it you know and it's just like but like the end of the run is the end of the run and you go now if you do it you're just gonna make this a bad joke you're just gonna right. make this a terrible right they're yeah. kind of they're better off kind of doing the you know what let's just be quiet about it right because if we try to make a big fanfare about it and it fails Everything we did prior is going to be judged based upon the next release. So right. we just kind of go, yeah, we're doing, a, we're not going to men- even mention it. Just go, hey, here's a Black Widow movie. They're like, oh, we didn't know that was you're, coming. You're going to see, you're going to see a huge push for a box set at the Christmas right. holiday season sure. for all the movies. Is one huge set. Here, your 22 film epic or 25 yeah. film for the holidays. You know, go get it, kids, and you and, and I know people are going to buy it because they want to do. They're not going to wait till next year, right? You know. They're going to put the Disney Plus out, and they're going, oh, you know, people still want to buy these movies. We're going yeah. to put this out, you know, and that's it. And it's going to be great. I mean, you know, and then in the next year, you're going to go, well, let's hope this works. You know, that's the thing. They're going to be riding and go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like Black Widow, it's going to go out of the box first, like I think. And, then, you know, and it's like, it's, and it demissed, you know, or Ooh, it's, let's go. Like, <laughs> let's get all these movies, cause, you know, start. And I, I think that's what it's going to be, you know. Well, the movie you were talking about with Angelina Jolie, it's a movie called The Eternals. Yes. Okay, now. Apparently, the, the latest report as of June 26th is that Selma Hayek is in talk to join the Marvel's Eternals. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, Oscar-nominated actress Selma Hayek um, is reportedly in talks to joining the cast of Marvel's the, internal, the Internals, according to The Wrap. Not much knows about the character Hayek would play, though. It's all being kept hush-hush per usual. If true, however, Hayek would join fellow cast members Richard Madden from Game of Thrones and... Kumal Najani from the Twilight Zone. He was also in, um, um, I want to say, um, House. I think he was in House. Um, and it's directed by Cleo Zhao from The Rider. Marvel Studio Chief Kevin Feige will once again don his producer's hat. Um, of course, they do sell him perhaps best known for playing Frida Kahlo in Frida. Is that what she's best known for? <laughs> I mean, and then the next one they use is she also starred alongside Will Smith in 1999's Wild Wild West. Uh, really? <laughs> like those Hitman's man's bodyguard could have been put in there? Is well, they the... do say she most recently opposed um, opposite Ryan Reynolds in the 2017 action flick, The Hitman's Bodyguard. But I'm like, okay, what about the Desperado? No, she was in that. She was like the second in that. Uh, she was in from dust till from dawn. From dust till dawn, like she shit. If you wanted to, you could put her cameo in Dogman in there if you wanted to. But really, you're going. With, oh yeah, you're going with Wild Wild West. <laughs> That's the pull you. Like everybody remembers that bomb. I, sheesh, I guess I don't know. <laughs> everybody remembers this explosion. What? <laughs> Well, there's been massive secrecy about around the role, which was previously announced Eternals actors will play. When news broke in March that a fellow A-list celebrity, Angelina Jolie, might be joining the cast, it was under similar secretive circumstances. No matter what roles are ultimately revealed, there's no dying, denying this film is going to be one star-studded affair. The Eternals is poised to be one of the main pillars of the Marvel Cinematic Universe's fourth phase, which Feige recently teased. With the critically acclaimed indie director Zhao at the helm and Matthew and Ryan 
Furpo from the movie Ryan, I guess, penning the script. Marvel appears ready to take audiences in a different kind of ride with it, the internals, and that's a ride into the psychedelic cosmic mind of Jack Kirby. For those people who don't know, The Eternals is based on a 1976 comic by Kirby following his return to Marvel from DC. The series follows a race of incredibly powerful, nearly immortal beings called The Eternals. They were created by a group of space gods known as the Celestials. The Eternals guard against their villainous counterparts called the Deviants. Rumor has it, according to the rap, the story will focus on a female Eternal known as Circe, though she's expected to be played by Jolie. Any guess who Hayek would play? Uh, we still don't have an official release date for the Eternals, but you can bet your cosmic mind we're going to keep our eyes peeled. <laughs> um, so there, it's the Eternals. And I s- saw an article, I'm going to say a fluff piece about, you know, because everyone loves Keanu Reeves. We just talked about him earlier. Yeah. You know, and he's going to, how much he kind of won you over net with the, you're awesome, you know, or whatever, the, you're, <laughs> you're magnificent. Yeah, because yeah, somebody's like, you're magnificent. Right. He's like, he's you're like, magnificent. Right, at the, at the, Cyberpunk 2077 reveal. Yeah, the E3, yeah. Yeah, the E3. So him just going like that now is now a new meme. Everyone's going to use that one now. Yeah. Everyone loves Keanu. Rightly so, because I think he's a decent human being. Yeah. Um, not like he kills puppies off me as a hobby. You know, um, that, <laughs> that we know. Apparently, of. he's been been seen in talks with to, with Marvel, too. Yeah, I've yeah, heard that. People are saying, like, you know, hit or miss, like, maybe being involved in the Eternals as well. You know? See the the see. I have a problem with this. I really do. I I, I like the cast. Don't get me wrong. Right. Like, like if these are like, I'm like I'm so in. I'm so in. I'm so in. Like right. like you got you're you're hitting you know blah blah blah. But I'm like this better be a damn good script, <laughs> damn good facts, damn good direction, good points. Right. Blah Because if it's not, if there is one fuck up, that that's a too big of an expensive paycheck. Because you know that Angelina Jolie has a number. Sure. Selma Hack has a number. Sure. Keanu has a number. Whoever else they get her. Right. You know, type of thing. they're going to have to get like two bit actors, you know, like. like well, I, mean, like, I don't think that anyone's asking Downey money. You know, I think that everyone's got their. I mean, you're getting Angelina Jolie. There, there's. They, in Hollywood, there's a number. They Everybody knows what Angelina Jolie is price tag is. Right. Uh, you know, like, but they, and don't get me wrong, like. She deserves it. I'm not, I'm not, sure. You know, not Does just, she? Now someone going, does she? All she is is just a pretty face. Her acting skills are meh, subpar. Ke- Keanu has a, has a price tag. They, all the big stars that have been in through the through the ringer enough, right. have, they all know the numbers, what it is. Yeah. Disney knew before they walked in the door how much they're worth. Right. And how much they're, they're like they're going to ask for. They might ask for more than what they want, you know, what they get their scale is. But they, they like generally like they can get like whatever their scale is generally for you know sure. if they talk them into it, like a few perks or I whatever. Mean, and if you think about it, I mean the last time they Guardians of the Galaxy, we bring it up at when they first announced it, you were like, really, Chris Pratt, somebody who really hasn't lead, you know, who's who lost a lot of weight for the movie or at least bulked up, right? But you had um, Zoe Sedano, who already had a career street cred right. as far as the action flicks. Um, what's his face? Dave Batista. I mean, he really wasn't. He, all he knew was, was the the fighting, the wrestling, the, yeah. re, not wrestling. The the don't, don't say wrestling. WWE. No, no, he wasn't. Dave. He was Dave Batista. He was to be a wrestler. Was he? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was one of those fighters. Those ultimate MMA fighters. fighters? Yeah. No, no, he was actually. Uh, I'm thinking of a different guy then. You're thinking Brock Lesnar, probably. Right. Maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, he was a WWE wrestler. Okay. Like along the lines of Rock and everybody else. Okay. You know? Um, and he. You know, he fit that role fine. He's also been in um, a couple other 
films recently. Mm. Recently, he actually, he's in uh, Escape Plan uh, 2 and 3, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> There's a new movie he's in that right. I'm like, I don't know if I want to see it or not. It's the one where the... He's we, an Uber? Yeah. No, he's a cop that right. gets an Uber driver to help him like, solve crimes. Yeah, and I, like, I, I don't know. That looks That looks to be either hysterically funny or just a mess yeah. it's a it's, oof, I, don't, I don't even want to talk about that one I'll okay cringe it just ugh. um so in order to kind of create like the internals well now supposedly it's going to tie in a little bit to guardians of the galaxy because ego was supposed to be a celestial yeah so if that's they're going to make backdoor in like if they can if it's a prequel they might be able to get kurt at least in for a cameo maybe possibly right. who knows but if you're going to have these new characters that, I mean, no one really knows. I'm going to say my, I have very limited vocabulary on the Eternals outside yeah. of, you know, what I remember vaguely. Right. You know, so you're going to have to come, you're going to have to come with the star power. You're going to have to get like Angelina Jolie along. Yeah. But you see, like with Guardians, when they had like Dave Bautista, which I had no idea no who he was yeah. until like I saw him. Uh, um Chris Pratt, like I knew because he knew from Park and Rex. That right. was basically it. I'm like, that guy? Like, really? And uh, Zoe Stana, which what's like, okay, I know her, you know, from right. her action Right, she's Colombiana, she's... Uh, the, Bradley Cooper and... Uh, 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 Matt, uh, what do you call it? Um, for you, it would probably be the A-team. No, no, uh, uh, Bradley Cooper. Actually, actually, I know him from a, from a travel show that we used to watch on Channel 12 because he used to do Oh, see, that. I know him from Alias. Okay. He used to be, an alley. He used to be a G- Jennifer Garner's boyfriend. Well, my, my wife and my older brother talk about it because they, they watch this show. I can't think of the name of the show, but it was on Channel okay. 12. And he was on it as a travel expert, like doing oh, like backpacking through. Yes. Huh. Um, and then, of course, Vin Diesel. Right. You know. And it's like so, like three out of three out of the, you know, they, and then like like really like Chris Pratt, like you probably got low end for him. Like he was like, he, yeah, was, you, he was like, I'm in a Marvel movie. Like it's more excited about that right. than you know. Like he was like excited, but then he realized he had to lose weight. Yeah, he's like, right away you get that. Oh my god, I'm in a Marvel movie. Then you follow up with like, oh my god, I'm in a Marvel movie. Yeah, like shit, I'm gonna have to work out. You, you got <laughs> Dave Bautista, who's like, he's like, he's like, hey, I'm getting a better, better than I am in the WWE. I'm getting more money than that. You so. mean I don't have to pretend to fall down? This <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah, see, those two. They got Zoe Stato, she probably got scale for whatever she was worth. I think. And I think, I think they probably got her for cheap at the time because he was like, she was just kind of starting out a little yeah, bit. Okay, yeah, yeah. Thing. Then you got Vin Diesel and Brad Cooper. And Bradley Cooper was like getting, like before that, he right. was getting up there. So he probably was probably the most paid, but he was as a voice actor. So they probably paid him less since right. he wasn't physically, like have to physically be there just had to do voiceover. And I think Vin Diesel paid Marvel to be in the movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, man. That bad. I only got to do that. Look at me. I am Groot. 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 We are Groot. Cut print for 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes he's in and out and he probably got $100,000. Yeah. <laughs> Especially you're going to get from us. Yeah. The cash in today because tomorrow we're not out. The check might be bounced Look, all over the place. He said it so many times that we don't need him for the next two movies. <laughs> he said, I am Groot so many times. He said it angrily. We had we pitched up and humped a little bit. Go, I am Groot. You know, there yeah. he's a kid. We knew. Ex- he, he was in and out in three hours and we got three movies out of him. <laughs> right. <laughs> At least, because you figure he was in Infinity War. <laughs> I am Groot. Oh, so heartbreaking. <laughs> Look, he's back. Yay. I am Groot. <laughs> so, you know, so, so that to me was like probably like like the perfect 
cast because they wanted they all wanted to prove something in a way most of them <coughs> and the ones that they you know the voiceover like i said Vin Diesel always like three four words right and the rest of them were like you know like you know the so now you're going you're getting angelina Jolie, you're getting you know uh, uh shit uh summer hike thanks and maybe, uh, Keanu, Keanu. maybe Keanu. So now you got three three big actors now at this point who's been around now enough time to go, yeah, we're gonna get what we get and you're you know, and be happy with it. And and I mean I'm they might to them be, be lower scale for them, but they'll do it because right. it's a Marvel movie and they'll get such notoriety that And you figure that there's, Of course so I always there's think a little thing called residuals, Ed. Right. <laughs> but, the, but the, here's the thing though. I, I think though, like like even like I would do it. Like if, if somebody said you, you want to be in a in a I, Disney movie, I'd do it. Like in a, an sure. RP. Because if if they have to come up with like a like a move like a ride or something like that, they want your voiceover for that. You know, like I think or they like, Yeah, I'd be like, What what voice you want? Okay, I'll do the voice. Um I want at least give me half a percent of my, my action figure. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Like give me give me Point zero zero one percent of all the money you're going to make out of my action figure. I'll do video games. I'll do like I'll whatever you want. I'll do it. Um, that's I'll, the thing. Like like they're going to do like tattooed Mickey's ears on my ass. <laughs> Look, I branded it. Now you know I'm yours for life. <laughs> There's my hidden Mickey. There's my hidden Mickey. <laughs> I'm not telling you where it's at, but I'll tell you it ain't quite the front, ain't quite the back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, it's no small world there. <laughs> oh God, that's terrible! Boy, it's horrible. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> what were we talking? About? <laughs> Sorry, I was. How Sean's going to sell his soul to Disney? But that's the thing, though. I, I, I then I remember. It's basically though, like I think, like. They think they're going to get like big, and it's just like I think they get the short of the stick a lot of times because it's like I got to do this now, I got to do this now, right. like you know, like sure, and like Disney probably has a clause that's just like, oh, it's time for the video game. Well, I'm doing this movie. No, 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 I need you for four hours this day. You got to be here. You can call that in, You're right? Yeah, but I mean, like they, you know, they probably force him out of like whatever they were doing. Like you know, imagine like they're you know he's doing like you know John Wick four or something <laughs> like that, and they're like, all right, you got to stop what you're doing. Because we got an Eternals game that we're working on right now. We need right. a voiceover for four hours in this day. You got to come in and do it. Well, I mean, I see. I don't know. I think it depends on the person because Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter. Yeah, loves being Harry Potter. He'll always he'll be like, he's always admitted that like look, I know that this people are going to identify me. That I'm okay with that. But he also loves the role because if you down like, you're not a Harry Potter fan, but they did the Wizard Unites their, yeah. their VR game. Basically, they reskinned Pokemon Go and did basically harry potter stuff right but there is some audio work on it and there's it takes place after the the last movie or the right. last book so he's an adult but they got somebody to play harry potter i am it sounds exactly like daniel radcliffe like they have uh hermione doesn't sound anything at all like emma watson but whoever they got to play harry potter Sounds so much like Daniel Radcliffe. Probably, it's probably him. He's like, That's what I'm he's saying. like, I need the fucking money. He doesn't need no money. He's like, I was just on fucking TNT. But like with that yeah, angel, that, that show actually is so popular to get a second season out of that. <laughs> Steve, because uh, Steve Buscemi. That's well, so <laughs> I'm gonna see. I'm, now I'm now I'm like, okay, well they do voice work, so I wonder if Daniel Radcliffe is, is uh, on the IMDb yeah. of, the, of the game. Yeah, Dang. but it's, it's, <laughs> like he's like, I need the fucking work. 
I don't think he is. <laughs> I blew all my Harry Potter <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I'm brilliant. I'm broke. <laughs> I don't I don't think he is at all worried about any kind of because at any given moment, in any point in the world, someone's playing fucking a Harry Potter movie and he's cashing a check. You know he is, because there's no way you get you get how can I put it? There's no way you don't get residual checks out of that thing. Um, and he's been busy, super busy. Super busy. Uh, he's uh, in uh, Paymobil, the movies, Be- Beast of Burden. He's been in The Simpsons, uh, Jungle, Lost in London, National Theater Live, um, in Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Huh, interesting. I wonder if that's, uh, he's Rosencrantz. Nice. Imperium, Now You See Me Too. Again, that's back in 2016. I don't see um, on, on the Untitled and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt special. Uh, Guns Akimbo, Escape from Plutoria. Yeah, I don't see. So maybe it's not him. All right, well, that's that's a goddamn good Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, pressure. Or maybe, yeah, or maybe he just did it on the slide on the side. Like, yeah, it's yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just don't put my name to it. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw you a bone. <laughs> uh, I mean, I totally would sell my. I would. I would. I'd be like Disney. What do you want from me? Sure. <laughs> yeah. right, I'm in. Um, but since you're talking about Disney, do you know they're making a, um, a what do you call it, a Little Mermaid action, um, live action movie? Yeah, if I didn't, I know. Okay, now you do it. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> when did Samuel L. Jackson show up? Um, so they might have got their live action Ursula. Really? Yes. Huh. Who? Did Melissa they... McCartney. Oh. What do you mean? Variety reports that Academy Award nominee Melissa McCarthy is in early talks to play the role of Ursula in Walt Disney Pictures' live-action remake of The Little Mermaid. Yep. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in now. No, guys, McCarthy guys. can next be seen in a new line of Simmons' graphic novel adaptation called The Chicken. I'm the kitchen. The chicken. The chicken. The kitchen. <laughs> The chicken. The chicken. <laughs> she plays the chicken. Donald's <laughs> <laughs> up there with the fish. I'm there with the chicken. <laughs> um, let's see. Pat Carroll originally voiced the character in the 89 original film. Um, Mary Poppins Returns director Rob Marshall will helm the film and feature a script by David McGee, who wrote Life of Pi and Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, no stranger to musicals or working for Disney, Marshall was nominated for Academy Award for Best Director for his feature fi- film debut, Chicago. Since then, he's helmed, uh, ironically, we talked about that movie. Yeah. Uh, he's helmed the likes of Memoirs of a Geisha and Nine. Marshall has also made his last three films at Disney, including Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, Into the Woods, and the Poppins sequel. Uh, for the new version, Little Mermaid, Disney is pairing Lynn Mar- Manuel Miranda and Alan Menken to create a blend of old and new songs that will be featured in the upcoming big screen version. Miranda and Marshall also work together in Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, the Disney animated film original one made $211 million at the box office and became a bestseller in home video, popularizing songs like Under the Sea, Party World, based on Hans Christian Andersen's Danish fairy tale, tells the story of a 16-year-old mermaid princess named Ariel who longs to be human, blah, 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 blah. Um, so, I-, I would see it. I mean, I I don't know if she can sing, but I don't. If they choose, to, I I want to say, how can you not do a little? How can you not do a Little Mermaid movie without doing the songs, right? Yeah, you would think that. Um, but I just saw an article, and I didn't take it because I don't know how. I know you're a Disney fan, but I don't know if you you know they're also making a Mulan. Yes, remake. I do. Yes. Well, apparently, 
There's a lot of controversies. There's a lot of controversy. Like the, the new, the latest one that I just just read today is um, that they're not going to go with um, Mushu the dragon. Uh-huh. He's going to be. They're going to change it and make it a phoenix. And now they're not special even, number eleven. Not then they're not sure if the even if the phoenix is going to be animorph animorphor if it's going to be a talking animal <laughs> <laughs> or it's, it's a porky thing. <laughs> talking animal, um, or if it's going to be just a um, a regular phoenix, and apparently no singing. That's they're just gonna have really? a, they're just gonna have the songs as musical interludes over I guess the montages or whatever they choose to do. Like I, I was kind of surprised by that. I was like, really, you're gonna do Mulan but not have the songs that are in Mulan? That kind of why? I mean, unless you're afraid of like you know, um, I, I, the only thing I could think of is the one song will make a man out of you yeah. kind of thing. Maybe that that's a problem. People are, will be like, well, well, that's the thing. Disney's so political, getting into the politically correct genre right because apparently there was a they a they a american or white person in the movie right that they were going to move a movie and people were complaining about whitewashing in right. this movie so then they changed the character to an asian person right now they're complaining about the fact that it's now like going to be like a stereotypical like stereotype of Asians, and you're like, really, like, right? You, you, you can't, can't win, win. For losing. can't win for losing, Ed. Right. Um, and now, if you're not gonna have the songs, and now I can kind of see, I, I can. A part of me is like, I can't believe they're gonna take like the "I'll Make a Man Out of You" song out of it. It bothers me because it's part of the original, but I'm also like, in today's climate, that it's not really a politically correct viewpoint, but, but. You have to remember that Mulan is posing as a, a male character. Yeah. So he's not singing it about her. He's singing about the recruits that are right. being trained. Right. So you feel like if you look at it from that prism, right. then the song should be included. But if you're looking at it, oh, he's singing it about her or to her, right. then maybe that there is a little bit of a of a, of a problem because it's it's, you know, you're not treating her like a feminine character. You're trying to mansplain her character away or how is that going to how is that going to feel towards the trans community who you know who you know like how is that going to be perceived rather than just the context of it's a training song right for a bunch of people that are supposed to be guys they don't know that there's a female posing as a guy so how well, can you but that's the whole point it's like even if it's just about her like you know if you right. sing it just to her like he thinks he's a guy. Like, right. like that's the, the the whole point of right. this. It's the fact is, is that like if you're in the military, it's not like oh you're a woman, like you know right. you're being a man or whatever. And it's just like we treat you differently. It's like if you're out, if you're out being shot, guess what? The bullet don't care what 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 gender, what race, what creed, color. You know, it doesn't yeah, matter. Right. Like it's gonna hit you and kill you. Like because right. that's the point. And they're training you to be the best soldier you can be right. because they don't want somebody who can die and wants to succeed and, and win. And right. That's the whole point of, of armies and fighting and wars. So like you know. <laughs> yes, you are correct. Ed. <laughs> I just I just I, I finally some of these conversations kind of like I I understand and I real I really try and be. Like nice about it and go, you know, I understand. And, and Watch your crotchety old man showing, right? <laughs> but you get to a point where you go, well, it's a different scenario. It wasn't like he was, you, you know, he's he's a he's a tailor and he's going to make a man out of you by putting your new suit on you. <laughs> like 
he's training you for war. You know, like, like there's a difference, you know? <laughs> that, that's funny. I want to see that movie. <laughs> Mulan, the teller. I'll make a man out of you. <laughs> snip, snip, snip. I got a little bow tie. We got some trousers. You know, do you hang to the left? Do you hang to the right? We'll get some cufflinks for you. Next you know, do you want a bow tie or a regular tie? Do you know how to tie a Windsor knot? <laughs> like this whole song and dance routine. You know, snip, snip, snip. Snip, 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 snip. <laughs> Remember, we measure twice, cut once. <laughs> measure twice, cut once. What are you? Are thirty-two inseam, and you have a fifty-two-inch waist. <laughs> That's a big person. <laughs> It's not Bretando. It was a sumo guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm, I'm in. I mean, Lisa Carney at least make the character fun. But, well, there's only she sticks to the crap. It's script. Script. the crap. The bloods. I don't. Can, know. can you act like a, 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 a what you call it a talking octopus, <laughs> half octopus, half human? Yeah, I think I could try. <laughs> well, I mean, if they, if they do like ad lib scenes, like you know, because like I don't think sometimes, like I think it works, and sometimes I don't think it does. Like it, for her, like it depends on the thing because like Ghostbusters. I always bring that one up. It's like I think that's one of her worst performances. Right. Not, there's a lot of ad libs in that, and I think it was just terrible. I like like there was there was stuff that it wasn't just wasn't funny. Right. You know, maybe to them because it, they were laughing so hard, having a great time. But you know, you see it in the big screen, and you're going, "Yeah, this is just terrible." You know, and it's because you know it's ad lib, and it's like it's just terrible. So if she sticks to script, I mean, she when she does script comedy, she does very well. I think you know. Right. So I think she's yeah. I think she'll do very well as as Ursula. You know, yeah. I'd see it. You know, because I, I was, I was. Stacy has half a sleeve dedicated to Ariel. I, I, I know I'm seeing it. <laughs> I just always remember my honeymoon. We were, we were at Disney World, and uh, there's, there's a, there's a uh, show. There's a live action uh, Little Mermaid show, mm-hmm. and I remember sitting there watching the show. And the, the first lady they had was an amateur puppet, and she came out right. spinning around, dancing and singing, and it was scary, right? So like at one point you see Ariel right and the, and the, the one there's like a little boy goes oh, I don't want to see this show and and the, of course Ariel was well endowed in these right. seashell you know but <laughs> and you know it's it was just, you hear the father go quiet son I'm enjoying it kid <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're gonna love the burn boobs and seashells. <laughs> I'll make a man out of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, well, now, my last article. Yes. Actually, I have two articles. Um, I'm going to do this one because this was a little bit more weirder. Um, that's weirder. All right. It's not really weird. I find it fascinating. Um, you have? Do you have Netflix? Yes, I do. Okay. I, I'm sure you're aware of this as you're scrolling. You see that The Office is on Netflix. Yes. Okay. Do you know that they're... That, and in 2020, they're no longer going to be on Netflix. No, I did not know. Okay. That. Apparently, NBC Universal, the parent company producers of Universal TV, won an auction for the library after outbidding Netflix in a $100 million per year pact. Wow. Basically, the office, why NBCU Universal is paying $500 million to pull the hit from Netflix. All right. How much did you say? $500 million. Half a billion dollars. Half a billion dollars for The Office. Here's why. All right. All right. Um, NBC Universal's June 25th announcement that it's pulling The Office from Netflix 
when that deal ends at the start of 2021 is the latest shot across the bow in the streaming wars, a signal that one-time TV hits are the new battlefield as the media giants fight to lure viewers to their direct-to-consumer offerings. Disney was the first to pull the trigger, revealing that in 2017 that it will remove its movie library from Netflix as it began to put the pieces in place for Disney+. Others are expected to follow, including Warner Media, which, after re-upping its deal with Netflix to keep friends on the service for all of 2019, is likely to want to sitcom exclusively for its own soon-to-launch service. Uh, here's a quote. NBCU's strategy was well te- telegraphed, so this should come as a surprise to no one, notes BTIG Media and analyst Richard Greenfield, alluding to the company's upfront presentation in May when the sales chief, uh, Linda Yacarino, told a packed studio, Radio Studio Musical Hall that iconic characters like Jim and Pam would be coming home. Uh, but the choice was on a simple one, as whether NBCU would continue to license its popular show, which aired on its broadcast back to 2005 to 2013, um, to Netflix to take it back for a still unnamed forthcoming service. Top brass of the company has to weigh whether or not they're willing to forgo the millions of dollars for that show, winner of Five Enemies, by the way, mm-hmm. would fetch from a third-party distributors. Per sources, NBC streaming service, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, and likely Apple all at least took meetings to acquire the Steve Carell star, um, which insiders say kept the studio at a distance from all buyers as it sought to get a fair price for profit participants. Ultimately, NBCU's offer of $100 million per year for five years was deemed the winner in edging out Netflix. So Netflix, Netflix was like, excuse me, let's say, hey, we'll pay you $4 million. Nope. <laughs> no, for, uh, we'll pay you million. $400 million. No, we'll do $500 million for five years. Oh. Uh, still a major media organization as they work to assemble libraries that will woo potential subscribers. They'll need, to weigh, they'll need to weigh whether or not they want to hold back valuable library offerings or sell them to third party. Uh, like WarnerMedia, Disney, and NPCU all own studios with vast libraries that will produce immensely valuable when they launch their direct-to-consumer offerings over the next year. However, Apple will likely need to build a library from scratch if it wants to charge a fee for access to its slate of high-end original programming. <laughs> um, Warner Media already considered the options when its deal with Netflix for Friend expired at the end of last year. Ultimately, the two companies did agree on a one-year licensing deal worth between eighty million to a hundred million dollars. Hmm. Uh, this new agreement gives Warner Media the option to continue to license the show to Netflix while also making it available on its standalone service. Though the chief content officer Kevin Riley signaled in February that his company could eventually pull the show from Netflix entirely, noting it's not a good model to share. Uh, Disney, meanwhile, is sitting there. <laughs> has, it has made clear it doesn't plan to stay in business with Netflix, given its own streaming ambitions. Now that the company is in major, a majority control of Hulu, that platform is likely to benefit from the pullback of Disney-owned ABC programming from Netflix. Uh, Greenfield suggests that Universal TV should consider continuing the license to Netflix, especially given how long it may it might take before the parent company's streaming service to build up the following. Why not remain in the arms? Uh, why not remain an arms dealer to Netflix, a growing array of streaming services, versus entering the fray themselves? Greenfield asks. The risk of reducing the visibility of the office while having to pay the talent as if it were on a service like Netflix, because, like we said. Those people have 
great contracts where technically that show now is in syndication. Yeah. And when you pay a service like Netflix, Netflix still has to pay the people who star in the office to because they're airing their show. Right. So every once in a while, someone probably like Steve Carell probably gets a check that, you know, for The Office, a show that he hasn't been a part of in like five, six, seven years. Yeah. He probably, it's not like $100,000, but it might be probably like. Probably longer than that because he's been, he was off the show for like a couple seasons before. Right. Ended, you know. So you figure, you know, he might be getting maybe like, hey, I got $200 check for appearing in, you know, in, in The Office. I'm still getting a little something, something for it. Right. You know, thank you, Mesh, for setting that up for me. You know, <laughs> so you figure that, that, so now it's, it's. And what the guy's saying basically is like, hey, well, look, if NBC can, why pay that bill until you have your own subscription? Like, why do you want to do that now? Like, you figure NBC, if they're going to be doing like a, a, their own pay service, right. they're going to have to pay the gang from the office money to air their own stuff. Right. Why not let Netflix cover that bill for a little while right. and then build up your own? Like, what if it fails? Then you're stuck. You're you're in a whole five hundred million dollars because you fucking failed at your own streaming service because all you got is the office. <laughs> you know? But that was, I mean, that's the that was the thing I was going to talk about. with like that you brought up is the fact is is that like you 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 like Apple. I think Apple is going to be dead on arrival because Apple is not Apple's not playing. It, like Apple never plays with anybody. They don't no. like playing any any device they have. They're on their own. You know, phones. Yeah. You know, uh, um, computers, everything like that. They, they, and I mean, they've tried in the past, and uh, I, I said this, I said the c word apparently, <laughs> and she went off. Anyway, <laughs> it's computer, by the way, just in case <laughs> she went <Yeah>. off. <laughs> hey, um, so I, I, I like, like you, you have to buy the Apple TV box thing, you know? Right, I there's guess. a lot of money so, involved in setting up Apple TV. Right, you know, like type of thing. So, you, so now you, you, you have to deal with this. Like, uh, you have like a Roku or Fire Stick if you can get an app on there. That would be different because at right. least they they're not paying for another device to to buy because right. people and, and uh, cord cutters are getting smarter and smarter because they know like this is where I'm going to go. I actually have a couple people at work now that are cord cutters that I talk to <laughs> and like they do things differently than I do because it works for them. Like that's the thing. Like cord cutting that's is the beauty of it, right? And that and that's the thing. There's so many different devices out there that you could pick, and there's reasons why I pick mine, reasons why they pick theirs, and so on. But it makes sense for them, and it makes sense for me for, right. for what they do. So, like Apple is like gonna go, well, fuck everybody else. Like we're gonna and, do our own thing, and then we go, we got, we got, we got, we got J.J. Abrams, we got this yeah, person, we got right. Spielberg, we got, and you, and they go, we don't know what it is. They just signed a deal, you know, kind of thing, and then we're not gonna talk about it. Right. So you go, all right, I'm intrigued by what they're gonna do, but is it worth it for me to buy it? And I'm gonna go, well, you know what, I have, a, I've, I've only opened own one Apple product in my life and I didn't like, I didn't own it that long. Like I think, let's put it that way. Like, like it ended up in a shelf. Like I think my wife ended up using it for more years than right. I ever did. Right. You know, it was an iPod touch and it was like, it was like the first gen, you know, kind of thing because it was something I saw that I wanted and I bought it. You sure. Know, kind of thing. And it was like, you know, and it was like to me, like the biggest mistake of my life because I was like other devices that came along that were better to me that I got used to right. and liked better anyway. But that's just another story. But like for me, it's just like, well, Apple's is going to be like, unless you're an Apple user and want to pay that money, and like some Apple users I talk to now don't want to pay this money. I, that's the, yeah, that's surprising because I mean, I always felt like Apple was the 21st century cult. Yes, you know, it's like if you're an Apple, if you're an Apple subscriber, like if you buy Apple products, 
you're always going to buy it. It doesn't matter what they do, right? Because you're going to buy it because you just drink that Kool Aid, you take a bite out of that apple, <laughs> and you just succumb. Like, oh, look, the screen's you know, oh, only like a it's wait the iPhone 10 XS, and it costs a thousand dollars. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just bought the 10 two years ago. I know, but it is new because it's it's got a different screen. It's got retinals. It's display. got retinals display. Yeah. yeah, something I think Android phones have been having for a while, yeah. or that whole talky emoji thing. They they they've had it too. Did you forget that? Right. Apple, Apple, right. Apple. Because <laughs> you know, if you if you if you try to introduce something other than that, so far into them that they're afraid, like to because right. you know, like Windows to them is so different, right? And for them, they they don't want to they don't want to touch it because it's like I wouldn't know what to do. Right. And I'm like the same way with Apple. Like I really want to. I mean, sure. we, we had apples when we were in the studio back. Yeah, I heard it uh, back in the day when we were we doing this live on uh, Sunday nights. But we like it was after a while, like I could figure out how to use it. Like sure. I wasn't wasn't an expert on Apple, but I right. could you know get to what I needed to do the articles, all that stuff, keep up on Facebook and that kind of thing during the show. So it was it was it was like a learning curve during the the whole time we were there. But we we both I think eventually learned how to really use Apple sure. machines. But to me, it's just like it's a waste. Like I'm not going to now spend more time to buy Apple TV right. and figure out how that works because I'm like I got it's a just room. one more thing yet attached to a TV, right? And then like going to the other systems, like I think Netflix is going to be. I think Netflix is going to go to business, not next year, not like you know maybe like in a decade. I, I think Netflix. I think I think right. before 2030, you're not going to like that. Netflix is going to be the thing you talk about. That was one of the first back pioneers. Back in my day, I remember you used to have. Back in my day, Netflix was you used to have to get your DVDs mailed to you before all the streaming service. <laughs> and then you know they were like the first ones to do streaming, so they're, they're like pioneers, like type of thing. That's that's how they're going to be remembered, <laughs> like as the footnote. I just had this weird like feel. I'm going, Ed, you know what this means? That means you and I have seen the birth and the birth and death of the cassette player. Uh-huh. You and I have seen the birth and death of the VHS player. All right. You and I have seen the uh, basically the the birth and death of almost uh, the CD player. The CD player. Um, street, DVD uh, player. DVD player. Um, Blu-ray. Yeah, I mean, well, for the most part, because yeah, well, 4K now, so yeah. Yeah, we're, I, it's, it's getting to the end. Uh, we've seen the death of how many, um, what do you call it, PlayStations, uh, <laughs> I, you know, Xboxes. Xboxes like Nintendo items, Atari. We have a, a – it's like it, – I want to make a list of all the things we've seen, the, the birth and death of in our in our lifetime. And just look at that, that graveyard of tech that's just out there. And next thing you know, you're going to see video stores, blockbusters in that that list. You know, Netflix, you're, you're right, because now if everyone was trying to fight their... Because everybody's like, well, fuck, if con- Netflix do it, why can't we do it? We have this library. We have this. This this belongs to us. Right, we you own know, it. Why are we paying someone else to play it? Right, and and that's the thing. Like, I like like I like the DC Universe we talked about last week may possibly a rumor saying that they might be going. And I don't think it's rumor. I think it's... I think it's because not enough there are not enough subscribers as they thought there were of DC fans because there's casual D- DC sure. fans and I mean, versus the full time ones. We might be living in an age where cable itself is going to go. Yeah, because with all the streaming services that are available and how you can, it's almost like a la carte TV watching at and the, the moment. The best part is, is that you like if it's like one week, I, like one month, I can I can get Hulu, right? You know, and then go, you know what? I've watched everything I wanted out of Hulu. Right. I'm going to cancel it. Right. Two months later, I go. You know, I need Hulu again. 
Right. I, and it's not like I have a, a sign-up fee to start up again. Right. Or, or each time. It's it's whatever the monthly fee is, yeah. and that's it. So I throw it on my credit card, and I cancel it, and I'm done. Right. You know, kind of thing. So that's the way, like, all these apps are. So it's like, you're not committed. Like, like the, the, the that Apple TV, you're committed. Right. You're buying that box. It's not like, oh, I'm done with it. I'm going right. to throw it back, you know, type of yeah. thing. Um, let's see. Well, according to this, too, is that Warner Brothers, obviously, in addition to streaming futures for friends, Warner Brother also has to do the same with the Big Bang Theory. That's 279 episodes, by the way. Mm. It's the TV's longest-running multi-camera comedy, just so you know. Um, it stars, it's after fetching an eye-popping record 1.5 million per episode deal, that's what they got. Um, it packed included a clause that it will not be sold to a streamer. <laughs> Like it, it, it it's 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 a crazy. It's like NBC. I guess it, it's I guess it's NBC or, or if Fox owns it. I mean Warner Brothers are like, yeah, we'll pay you that, but you can't you can't do it to streamer because they want it for themselves. Makes right. sense because if they're going to do their own if they're going to do their own streaming service, why not have their longest running most popular right. show on there? Let's um, say it's it's, it's going to be a huge war, and it's just like, what do you really want to watch? Do you really want to like? Could you watch Big Bang Theory like the reruns over and over again? And it's like the the, the days of Netflix, it was like it was on. Like you go, oh, you know what? There's Big Bang. I'm going to watch it. You know, like it's not like oh, Big Bang. Like uh, you know, finally, like I'm going to watch like right. every season. I'm going to binge the crap out of it. Yeah, watch it, all 279 episodes. It, it just happened to be on there at the time, you know, like I kind of think like all the other shows. It's just like now they're going, well, wait, 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 wait. Netflix is making all this fucking money off of us. Right. You know, we're, you know, they're, you know, like, why can't we do this? And that's the problem. And now that's where, that's where things are going to be really the next like five to 10 years. It's going to be insane to watch. It, well, here's it's, uh, the, the article continues. Um, the frenzy for library content is the latest way Netflix has disrupted the television, television industry. Um, the streamers' multi-billion-dollar spending sprees over the past few years have escalated the cost of everything, ranging from scripted originals, actors, showrunner deals, stand-up specials, children's programming, and feature films. Now, though, Netflix is beginning to lose the programming that launched it in media giants who supplied the content uh, and profit from it. Now, look to compete with their own service. Uh, still, Netflix has seen its day coming and has continued to spend billions on lucrative overall deals with some of the traditional studio systems, biggest systems, biggest names, including Shonda Rhimes um, and Ryan Murphy. Um, Netflix continues to battle with Apple, Disney, Comcast and Warners for top talent, with the later going to the great lengths to re-sign prolific writer, producer and director J.J. Abrams in a deal that's estimated to be worth over half a billion dollars, Ed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the demand for content has also reached a frenzy for well-known and proven titles as an upcoming wave of streaming services look for familiar properties to draw subscribers, such as the reason why Amazon paid a whopping $250 million deal for global rights alone to produce what could be TV's most expensive series ever, The Lord of the Rings. It's why Disney brought, bought Marvel and Lucasfilm and, more recently, Fox a- assets, including the film and TV studio. As part of that deal, Disney announced that Disney Plus will be the exclusive streaming home for more than 300 episodes of The Simpsons. That will join library content from iconic brands including Marvel, Star Wars, and Pixar. Uh, while Netflix may be saying farewell to The Office, um, its creator and star Daniels and Carol aren't going where. Carol will return to TV series uh, regular work, his first since The Office, in a workday comedy called Space Force, which he created He created with Daniels. Sources say that deal will likely see Car- uh, Carol take, likely taking the $1 million per episode payday that the stars of Big Bang pr- 
previously previously scored. Um, It's a record talent that he's also compensated for executive producing and creating the series. Um, So that's going to be coming to Netflix, apparently. And Amazon, which has also bid for The Office, has its own comedy from Daniels called Upload, starring Robbie ML in the works. Both of those comedies also help explain why NBC's long-rumored The Office reboot, likely with a new cast, has not yet come to fruition. So... <laughs> uh, to at least, uh, uh, it is weird. Like back in, it just seems to be like before you had like one place to go for entertainment, right? And then when Amazon started, it was like, okay, well, I I don't really want to pay for Amazon TV shows until Good Omens came, yeah, because I like Good Omens. I started watching that, and then I realized that they had the Tick TV show, which is, is fucking funny as hell, right? Because it, the, it the guy who plays the Tick kind of does almost like a um uh, adam west type delivery to the tick yeah. which is perfect i mean there's so many times where he kind of dog likes this <laughs> i'm like oh my god he's it, perfect right you know and i'm like okay well i'm enjoying that and then I'm, there's the netflix originals like um um we call it the comedian um i forget his first name the guy fluffy inglacius um he's a big heavy set gabriel Iglesias. gabriel yeah he's got a tv show on there where he plays a high school um, history teacher yeah. well, and, and it's funny it's super funny right you know so you got like I'm like okay well then of course you know like Lucifer is now on Netflix for like at least another season because right. they're gonna it, they were only they, at the at the end of the sixth season they're the fifth season I think they're done done right. done you know but there's still like you know and not to mention um, CW is gonna be pulling their stuff soon possibly I'm hoping not before the last season not before they stream the last season of fucking Supernatural because right. I don't want to have to fucking DVR every episode of those <laughs> and then binge watch it as I can as I go. It's just it it just seems to be like I might have to sit down and actually like really think about how much we're paying a month. Right, and that's and that's that's the that's the thing about core cutting is the fact is is that you go because that's the thing a cable got to the point where it's just like I can't keep paying this bill every month, right? And I'm not getting like. I'm not getting all these like right. premium channels. I'm not getting HBO. So I can't see Game of Thrones. I'm, I can't do this. Can't do that. And I'm like, you know what? And that's the thing. Like, I can get HBO Go. Right. I was just going to say that you don't need cable now anymore because for 15 bucks a month, you can get HBO Go and just watch the HBO stuff. And I could watch it for one month and then cancel it. And right. go, you know, I watch Game of Thrones. I watch every season in two right. months or whatever. Paid 30 bucks. Right. And then just it's cheaper Big than buying them on DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah. You know, at this point, you Big know, bang, boom. I don't have to. I don't need it for another month. Right. And and, and that's and that's the thing. Like, and that's like somebody will tell you, "Oh, did you see this on HBO?" Well, I will in ten minutes when I, you know, right. I go to my phone and actually sign up there. You know, like yeah. I, you know, I'll see you when I get home. And then lo- right and load it on my Roku and you know and then go. Yeah. And then that's the thing. Like, and it's it's great that way. And it's you know you you have the feed and that's just like like good omens. Like I I hear a lot of great things about. It. I right. want to see it. But I'm I'm not getting Amazon Prime. Like it's right. like you know it's like hopefully it comes out on DVD. Maybe I'll buy it then, or right. you know, or, or those or those kind of things. You know, or or maybe one day I will have as Amazon Prime because I have to buy. Like cause I'm, I'm always thinking about getting Amazon Prime because like, Christmas you, coming up. Like, Christmas is coming. Might as well get Amazon Prime and you get boom. You watch the TV shows. Right. So I, I might do that. I don't know. You know, but like like I said, like Hulu. I wasn't going to buy Hulu, but I bought it because their, their new Veronica Mars series is coming right. out at the end of July. So, but it's like six bucks on. So I'm like, you know, for six bucks, it's not bad. You know, go, right, yeah, and yeah. they drop their prices too because it used to be like ten bucks a month. So they drop their prices, right? And that's and, and but that's the thing. Like I'm actually enjoying their prices because Disney's now eating them, and it's going to be part of a big deal, right? <laughs> but the thing is, is like 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 I, like more and more, I'm like like enjoying Hulu more and more because 
I'm getting what I want. Like I'm getting TV shows. Right. I'm getting movies. Legion's on there. Right. I'm, I'm getting all this stuff. And then like I go to Netflix and like nothing – like there's some great stuff. Don't get me wrong. Right. Like, Netflix has great stuff. Like Love Second Robot. I thought that was great. When you told me about it right. and I got Netflix, I was like, wow, this this was really worth yeah. the, the money getting this. And then there's a few things here and there. Like you just said, like Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy's, you know, has his show. And I was like, okay, great. There's that. There's that. Right. I, I watch a lot of stand-up comedy. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, a big place for stand-up comedy. You know, and then a lot of, I think it seems a lot of comedians have gone to go to Netflix yeah. to, to do a special, you know. And it's, and and that's like, like the, the spot. But like, I'm like, there's so much more though. Like I get free right. content, like based off of like, there's quite an app called uh, LOL Flix and it's about stand-up comedians. And maybe some of them you don't know, but I'm like, at least right. it's like an hour of comedy comedy right. that I can watch if, if you like stand-up. There's movie channels that are free. It's run commercials between like you're watching it on TNT or TBS. I actually watch something for free on, um, on, on the, um, on Vudu. Yeah. Like, they have free stuff all the time. I was like, oh, I haven't seen that in a long time. Let me watch that. Right. And it was commercial free. And I'm like, ah, what's, they, what's the problem? Right. I don't know. It's insane. You know, there's a few commercials here and there. And you go, yeah. hey, for this, you know, f- for free entertainment, I'll, I'll do this. I'm I'm glad I have Amazon Prime, you know, with the fire stick and all, because I'm really looking forward to seeing the boys. Yeah. I love that comic book. And to have them find it. I've been saying for years they should do a TV show. HBO was stupid not to do a show. And now, like... Now all of a sudden, it's going to be on Amazon. I'm like, fuck! I'm there. I'm totally there. And yeah. you know, Keith or not Keith Urban, um, Carl, <laughs> Urban. Carl Urban. I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, I'm totally in. I like all the stuff he's in, and I'm like, I love the concept of the comic. And it's one of the very few comic books that I, I would tell everyone go read the boys because yeah. it's dark, it's gritty, it's really R-rated, and I think it's underrated. I'm like, it's going to be a great TV show. But it's the same though. So there's like they say, there's a lot of content out there. There's a lot of places to go, and that's the thing. Like you have to make your choices, and that, yeah. and sometimes if you're you're on a budget, you have to you know go. Well, what am I doing this month? Right. And, you know, and it is a pain in the ass because you have to cancel things and sign up for different things. But generally, like if you cancel, a lot of your accounts are still there. It's just that you're not paying it for that month. You're not watching it. You know. And then, right. You know, so you could do that. So that's the new kind of, I think they're going to be the new thing now in the next decade. You're going to see a lot of like a cable and like Verizon yeah. and Comcast. Those, those are just going to collapse because it's just like they're, you know, or less they're going to go because they're, they're doing a streaming service now. Like yeah. they're, they're, you know, everyone's going to, we're going to have a streaming geeksers, the streaming service. service. <laughs> <laughs> All it is just us going, <laughs> it's free. <laughs> we do that now. Yeah. Um, my last article for the night, and it's a quick one. Um, apparently, someone said they would love to work for Tarantino and reprise uh, and their character. William Shatner would play Captain Kirk <laughs> again for Tarantino, but don't ask him to really go into space. Uh, apparently, um, this was posted at the end of June here. Uh, William Shatner admits he's not completely sold on the concept of alien life, and he's even passed up the chance to actually travel in the outer space, by the way. But one opportunity to grab an instant would be to return in the role as Captain James T. Kirk for Quentin Tarantino's potential Star Trek film project. Oh, my God. That would be extraordinary. <laughs> the 88-year-old stars of the original 1966 Star Trek series told CNN were for taking the stage at AlienCon in Los Angeles, one of the largest gatherings of alien life enthusiasts and experts. That would be wonderful. He's a dynamic director. I've gotten to know Tarantino a little bit over the years, Shatner revealed, having previously sounded off on social media in favor of the filmmaker bringing his famously R-rated sensibility to the 50-year-plus-old sci-fi franchise. <laughs> he flirted with the idea of me being in one of his movies, but I never did. I don't know why. But what an extraordinary last tri- trumpet note that would be. My goodness. 
on stage. Shatner joined his long time. I need to fucking where I would love to play Kirk just to say fuck once. <laughs> Could you imagine me, Kirk, William Shatner, Bill, to my friends, just to say, holy shit, what the fuck? Is that a Klingon? <laughs> Let's fucking fire all phasers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, let's shove a torpedo up their fucking asses. <laughs> I don't think they got a, built, a girl off big enough for Chatner. Right I'll tighten that up for that. You know, because I think they used the girl in the like the seventies or eighties or whatever it was in the movies. Eighty, eighty, wasn't it? No, what was seventy nine? Wasn't it the first one? Uh, the first movie. Yeah, uh, it was be seventy nine. I think. Yeah. You know. I think that and two, I think the, the, were the were, I think two is more the girdle, the girdle yeah. days, you know what I mean? My God, I can't suck in my gut anymore. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm a captain. I can get chubby. I should, I'm an admiral now. I'm an admiral. I should dictate my orders. I can get a little chubby. What would I say? I like the gefilte fish. <laughs> I just, I just find that like I, Tarantino would probably have a role for him. It wouldn't be just Kirk. I, it's, I, I'm intrigued by him doing this only for the fact of would they be using the cast that's already there? Why am I talking like Shatner <laughs> all of a sudden? Like, uh, would they, I, I don't think so because a lot of them moved on to different projects. Yeah, yeah but so. I, mean, I mean, I mean, okay, Quentin, Quentin's not going to write it. Or he, I don't. It's not gonna be like a the tenth and final film for Quentin Tarantino's a Star Trek movie. I think that whole- I, th- I think I don't think though. I think I, th- I think like he, like it's gonna be like Star Trek's gonna be the one of the movies like he does. It's gonna be like an extra one, and then like like all the Quentin Tarantino movies were all Quentin Tarantino. Right. It wasn't like somebody else wrote it or you know right. like you know. Like he did everything for it, so I think like the tenth film will be his own project, right. like whatever project that is. But I think he's going to between then and that, you know, then he's going to do the Star Trek movie. And I, I, uh, I, the thing is, like, do you get? I mean, the not the original cast. Do you and not? But <laughs> shout like, the cost seance. It's on the back. Short, oh my! <laughs> what the fuck, Captain? <laughs> You can't get them all. I granted, I know yeah. that, but you get the ones that are still around, or you get the Chris Pines and and the you know the Zachary Quinto. You know, do you get them together to play those roles, or do you go with a completely different cast? A part of me also kind of feels like for this iteration, I think you need a new cast. I do. I think you need a new Kirk. I think you need a new you know a new. I Spock. don't think I don't think any of those actors would would be comfortable doing quentin tarantino's lines like i, I don't i don't know like yeah. i mean it depends like i mean like, i think even picard I and mean, patrick stewart said he'd do it you know it's like who fucking number one engage right. you know like I, could you imagine like do you get the old how many people like i think that if you're an actor i think that there's certain directors you want to work with and i think quentin tarantino is on a short list of a lot of actors ideas of who they would want to work with especially yeah. if, if Quentin himself says I'm only doing so many movies then I'm just going to do whatever fuck I feel like it I think as many people want to pile in as they, as they can like Quentin Tarantino I'm in I'm in I'm in yeah so like you have everyone from William Shatner to Brad Pitt wanting to be like I'm, I'll be in that movie sure why not like I, I think that that it makes it very you know could you imagine fucking John Travolta on the on the bridge of the Enterprise <laughs> 
Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, like I uh, like I think a lot of actors when they hear Quentin Tarantino's name is they want in because it's just like you you know it's going to be an experience and a half. Samuel like, Jackson and some Klingon. <laughs> Put him in the makeup. Click a block, motherfucker. <laughs> totally see it. Come <laughs> on, motherfucker. <laughs> Which ship is his? One's his bad motherfucker written clear on. <laughs> That's what they do. He'll be, he'll be flying. Yeah, you're gonna see a lot of Star Trek. Ooh, like because it's gonna be written all these curse words all over the like Klingon ships, and you're like, ooh. You like, imagine Levar Burton being on this stick going, "I cannot say the word fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry, Quentin. I, I was in reading. I, I have, I have followings. Little children don't want to see this. I can't say motherfucker. <laughs> you know, Samuel Jackson. That's why I'm here, motherfucker. Just <laughs> <laughs> written Klingon. No one knows it. And only people who can actually read Klingon. That's to say all the Star Trek, all the Star Trek nerds will be like, oh, his ship's name, motherfucker. That's brilliant. You know? I'm Oh, my God. What do Klingons look like? They look like space N-words. Like, I could just say, like, Quentin Tarantino would totally write that. Like, I'm going to be kidding me. I can't say that. I am a thespian. <laughs> I, I, I don't I, care what your sexual orientation yeah, is. You're say going the to say the lines, motherfucker. <laughs> it just, I, I don't know. Like, I think you'd have to go with, you have to go with a whole new cast. You got like, one problem, the only problem is, is that that brings up such weird combos because, I mean, he loves working with Leonardo DiCaprio. So, I mean, you might have to, have to swallow the, Leo Cap- Leonardo DiCaprio's Captain Kirk, you know. Oh, I see him as a Chekhov. You see him as Chekhov? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think you do Chekhov. I think you get uh, Chekhov. I mean, you probably John Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> I see John Malkovich as Scotty. Okay, I would see him as a complete as a bad guy admiral. You know, okay, okay. Like, you know, yeah. like you have to fight. Well, you say he's getting old. He's getting up right. there in so age you, now. Yeah, so you so. make him an admiral, right. but you make him like the bad guy who kind of sells out the Enterprise for and something they've done a million times. Like, right. No big surprise that I'm doing that plot line. <laughs> right. You know, but you get like, you know, other. I just don't know. Like, Al Pacino. Hoo-ha! <laughs> Engage! Hoo-ha! <laughs> that ship's got a great ass. <laughs> Actually, I think him as Spock. Pacino could be a Spock. No, you get De Niro as Spock. Oh yeah. You, you get you call you do the Al Pacino as Kirk and the De Niro as Spock one last time and see them in two roles they're totally not right for. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> I just you, t- you talking to me? You talking to me, Captain? Right. I don't see anybody else here, Captain. You must be talking to me. <laughs> I have nipples, Captain. Can you milk me? <laughs> I'll take a flamethrower to this whole place. <laughs> oh, that'd be horrible. Bruce Willis would probably be one in it. Bruce Willis would be a good Scotty. Yeah, okay. I don't yeah. think she could take it, Captain. <laughs> Nothing. What the fuck are you trying Lee to do? Liam Neeson as Scotty. Was Liam Neeson in a, in a Tarantino movie? No, he's not. But yeah. everyone wants to be in it, so why not? <laughs> Al Pacino and Robert De Niro haven't been in a, a Quentin Tarantino movie either. Yeah, you know, but you, you just no. Like I said, it's it's, <laughs> it's just weird. It's gonna be wild. I, just, it's it's just, gonna be one. It's gonna be that movie that like it's gonna blow everybody's mind either, no matter what. It's gonna either it's gonna be the most hated movie or the the brilliant. <laughs> 
It could be the piece. I'm gonna love it. It's gonna be a it's, piece of shit. Either I'm way, love either it. way, yeah, I, you got a ticket sold yeah, right yeah. in this here. This room alone, you got two tickets. That's right. I would totally see an R-rated Star Trek. Doesn't Especially matter. Tarantino director writing directing. Or, I mean, it uh, might not even be like it might not even be like a Captain Kirk crew. It might not even be a Picard crew. It could be a completely different ship in that universe because. Oh yeah, he's totally gonna fuck with it because yeah, I like, don't think you could. I think that he. I don't. Oh, it's Paramount's like these. These are the requirements we need. Like, right, yeah. they're going to be like going to have Captain Kirk. And oh, they might. They, but they might not though, because they might be like because of Captain Kirk, Captain Picard, all the the the, the crew. It can't be the Enterprise because we can't have. Or it's an, Enterprise like F or right, G we, or something. Yeah. Enterprise F, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Enterprise MF. <laughs> I just don't think. I think Paramount would be too afraid to use Kirk and or Picard or those. Because they're so beloved, they're character. so beloved. I mean, I mean, I think. Anyone... Oh, I love. I would just love to see that. Though I... that would be the best of to have Kirk, Carson, or, or Picard. I, just, you know, drop a fucker, just dropping a motherfucker, just dropping an f bomb, <laughs> fucking engage. <laughs> just <laughs> 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 be great. <laughs> number one, I'm gonna drop a number two. Ha, ha, ha. That means take a shit. <laughs> Data, you go. In fact, you could completely just get all the cursing from one character. Data, yeah, just data getting his emotion chip or whatever. He's trying to broaden his horizons language wise, and next you know he falls down a well of just curses. Just <laughs> him and him and him and Worf are cursing the fuck out of each other. Worf is trying to teach him cursing and Klingon, while Data's just you know regurgitating old. Back in the day, back three three hundred years ago, they used the word of cockknocker. Jizz guzzler. Like, holy mackerel, what the hell? (laughs) While you're looking at Troy's feet. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, because, oh, that's right. Ah, shit. (laughs) He's got a thing for feet. Yes, he does. Speaking of that, I actually had I had Dave over Thursday, uh-huh. a friend of the show, Dave okay. Sipod, and he's showing me like he's like, hey, "Did you ever watch these clips that I sent you uh-huh. from from his thing?" Uh-huh. So he showed me this one. He's a serial killer, right? Uh-huh. Is guy tied up in a bathtub? Uh-huh. He actually touches the guy's feet. Uh-huh. I was so skeeved. <laughs> I, I was like, I need a towel cleanser. Like I need to watch something to like get rid of this because I was and I had like nightmares about it like wow. all night because it was. Because he was, oh god, he was a great serial killer. I don't think it's a stretch for him or acting, but <laughs> I just. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> um, well, write us and let us know what you think about the an R-rated. Uh, do you think it would be a Kirk Picard or Cisco? Is it Cisco? Um, yeah, Cisco's um, a guy or, Deep Space Nine or, or Voyager uh, or. Enterprise, like, do you think it would be someone as beloved as those characters, or do you think it'd be somebody new? Um, you can let us know by going to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio. Let us know and give us a like. And also, while you're uh, if you're a Twitter follower, you can go to at Geeksters. Let us know there. Um, but of course, as always, you can contact Ed at Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S H A W N. Excelsior!